That's right, blow the whistle with your host, Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker, and he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine, now DeRozan, Vooch. He's going to be able to set these guys open. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Andrew Pepe Valentin. This is the biggest scar on the Blackhawks, on hockey, on the NHL you can possibly think of. This was a conspiracy theory that is true. This is this was a this was a conspiracy to cover up the fact that this monster was allowed to inflict his his will on this young man and use his power as a coach. Hit us up on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. And now here's Tyler, Andrew, and David. And welcome everybody to Below the Whistle right here on SportstownChicago.com. I am Andrew Valentin and I'm joined by David Dykstra. And aww. Aww. Tyler. Wah, yeah. wah. Tyler is not here, folks. That's right. Yes. Tyler Butterball, not with us. You know what? That, that, the conversation that we just had in the computer room, I think it's going to come out in that last segment today. <laughs> Since he's not here Uh-oh. to defend himself, I might just have to bring that conversation up. I mean, unless you're listening, Tyler, in which case, you know, come. I'm still bringing it up because you ain't here. <laughs> you're not here in person, man. So sorry about that. No, I hope Tyler feels better. Absolutely. To be, to be honest, you yes. know, he said he wasn't, he was feeling under the weather. But, you know, I understand it. Yeah. I, I, I deal with the same thing sometimes. Absolutely. I, I, so, you know, I get it. Absolutely. Well, Tyler, we hope you feel better, man. We'll see you uh, for next week, obviously. But, folks, welcome again to the show. Uh, we hope you all are having an amazing day. Hope you all are having a wonderful time listening to us, our beautiful voices and everything. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful voices. Um, of course, welcome to all the people from the Underhood Podcast as well, ladies and gentlemen. To all the new listeners, all the current listeners, everything. Thank you all so much for joining us as well. And make sure, too, ladies and gentlemen, to hit us up on our social media at BlowTWhistle1. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. You can also hit us up at blow whistle radio at gmail.com for any questions, any comments, anything you have like that of this sort. And of course, you can catch our podcast. If you're not catching it now on the radio, you can catch it later on all the sorts of podcast platforms, Google, Apple. Pretty much everything. Everywhere. And don't forget about QuadPod because QuadPod never forgets about us. Absolutely. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we want to f- deal QuadPod. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we got a fun one for you today. Obviously, in the college basketball world, some real stuff went down, folks. I mean, we're talking about end of legends type of game things for us here, folks. So we're going to be pouring into that. Plus, of course, we're going to talk about the PS de resistance of NCAA tournament. And then, of course, we're going to get into some good old NFL because the world never stops rocking in the football nation. But with all that being said, David, are you ready to hit this, my man? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's do this then, folks. So to start this one off, 
We are doing it, ladies and gents. The final four. That's right. Or I would rather say the fantastic four. Because my goodness, what a fantastic two games we got for. I just got a little something that I got to play yeah. while you're while you're talking. You're good, man. You're good. Uh, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you're if you're wondering how this one went down, well, I mean, let's start off with probably the big. <laughs> I felt this coming. I felt this coming. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, the biggest game, uh, you have UNC versus Duke, the ultimate rivalry, probably one of the greatest rivalries, not just in college sports, but maybe in sports history, right? To a amazing, incredible, powerful, this music is just, wow. It oh, is, it's going to go I'm for a while, too. I'm trying to sell machine, David's feeling the feels right now, so it's okay. I'm it's in, all good, I'm man. In my, I'm in my feels. It's all good, not man. Not going to lie. Uh, but a fantastic game, all nonetheless. UNC, North Carolina beating Duke for what is maybe the biggest game that they have ever played in. First time ever for in a Final Four to go to National Championship. North Carolina wins it 81-77. to Tremendous game. A great scoring prowess from Caleb Love. Another great performance again by our guy Paolo Banchero. Great, I mean, great playing from all sorts of different areas. But to the Fans out there, of course, to everybody listening, and then I'll throw it out to you, David. Of course, the question that I have for everybody is, what were your thoughts on the game as kind of the big starting question? And then what do you feel was maybe the big turning point for this game? And I'll finish it off with maybe even a third question, if you will. Does this rival, where does this rivalry now stand with Coach K officially retiring now that it is split 50-50 in the Coach K era? Where does where does this rank as far as, you know, all-time now, rivalries? Now, in here's the funny part. <laughs> um, if you ask Coach K, yeah, it's still 50-47. <laughs> that's, yes. Yes, that's true. Tournament games do not count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. In his mind, he in, does in not count mind. them. In his mind. That's okay. true. Here's a couple things that I want to say. Yeah. Very rarely, when things get hyped the way this game got hyped, do they live up to the to to the hype. Oh yeah, this was that and so much more. Absolutely, this was an unbelievably well played game by both teams. At the end of the day, congratulations. You know what? I'm a Duke fan, and I am a big enough guy to sit here and say. Neither team lost that game. North Carolina outplayed Duke when it mattered most. Mm -hmm. Kudos to North Carolina. I am now, we'll get into this later. Yeah. But now I am cheering for North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. And that is very a uh, very hard pill for a, a true blue Duke fan to say. Now you ask the question, where does this rivalry go? I think this is the best time to revamp that rivalry. Okay. To be quite honest, you have Hubert Davis. Right. First year coach. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have John Shire, first-year coach next year. Yep. Both of which are alums of the school. I mean... It, it, this could <laughs> turn out to be the next Dean Smith, Coach K, Roy Williams, Coach K kind of rivalry. Yeah. Because this is only going to do great things for North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina's recruiting over the past couple of years has been suspect. Yeah, it's been. Uh, I'll tell you right now, as somebody who does a lot when it comes to talking about the recruits and stuff, looking at the different levels, UNC every now and then they'll get a top guy. But there was a point where, I mean, you're talking back in the early 2010s and you know, late 2000s, you're talking about they were getting like a lot of the top players because yeah. they were getting to the tournament, number one rank, all that kind of stuff, right? And Roy Williams, great coach. But 
now Duke has kind of started to take a lot of like the top five star because four star they're, recruits. They're they're okay with the ones and dones. Absolutely. And, and that was the mindset that kind of Coach K changed. Yeah. For himself. That being said, I do want to I do want to shed some light on one player. Mm-hmm. You talked about love. Yeah. The one that just pure for me for North Carolina in that game was Manic. Yeah. Oh, yes. There were some shots like he had a wide open three and bricked it. Yeah. But then he has like two guys in his face and it's just nothing but bottom of the net. And I'm going, <laughs> okay, this is a guy who thrives on having the pressure come at him or be on him. Oh yeah. Instead of having those wide open <laughs> three points. Hey, I'm wide open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can somebody get a hand in my face or something? That would be amazing. <laughs> but no, I mean, that game could have went either way. Mm-hmm. It's just North Carolina played the better game down the stretch. Yeah. And it, I listen, I can't be mad at it. I, both teams put everything out there that they could. I mean, Keels, who had a horrible tournament, <laughs> decided to show up and play basketball for Duke. Yeah, 19. Yeah. He was great. Like, that was the funny thing about Duke. Everybody was like, you just never know who's going to show up and score 20 for Duke with that team. Yeah. Uh, I will say this much. I think Mark Williams has probably punched his ticket to a top 10, if not top 15 draft pick. I I would say so. That man is... Definitely played above and beyond. I and and I will say this: Armando Bacot is a really Bacot, hard, is a really hard dude to play against because he's tough and he swings well, hard. Williams had two two fouls within five minutes of the game starting or something yeah. like that, and was on the bench. Yeah, and I was like, okay, we're in trouble. Bacot, I don't know what to think of him. Do you see him? Let me ask you yeah. this: Do you see him as a Dennis Rodman esque kind of player? Absolutely, he's that kind. I mean. Is he as aggressive as Dennis Rodman? He can be. I think there's times where he, he pulled down 21 boards in that game. I, know, I mean, yeah. that's and did it very quietly. Yeah, he's definitely more of your defensive asset that I think has scoring prowess that you can build off of. He's not going to be your stretch five, stretch four guy. He's your he essentially he's kind of what the Bulls need, right? They need a guy stand by the basket, get rebounds, block shots. You hear that, Bulls? That, <laughs> he'll be there in the second round. He might go undrafted. Honestly, he may really? go. On, I mean, he's. Think? I think he's talented enough to get drafted, but he may go undrafted because. Do you, do you think that's just because he's not a scorer? It might be. I mean, listen, everybody's looking for like Jalen Duran, right? You want the 19 year old who's pulling down, you know, eight boards a game with like 16 points or has that capability, right? Bacot is a guy that's been in this game for a long time. He's been at UNC for a while. If you're looking for a vet big man that can be like your backup center, your backup power forward that might have a chance to start, he might be your guy. But I think he, right now I would say he's probably like a second round pick, but for what he does for UNC, he sets the tone defensively. He is not afraid to go at the best player. I mean, he was taking on guys like Kansas isn't going to get any low block anything tonight. I'll guarantee you that. And we'll talk about that later. Absolutely. uh, For me, (laughs) one of the best statements (laughs) It's Dominic. Dominic and I watched the game together, yeah. and Dominic looks at me and goes, who is that ugly SOB <laughs> messing up our Duke guys? And I was like, he's good, isn't he? Yeah. He goes, yeah, I mean, he played his heart out that game, fouled out, and like I said, what, 13 and 21? 
Uh, uh, 11 and 21. 11 and 20. 13 defensive rebounds, by yeah, the way. I, he that's was clutch. Just, and, and eight on offense, too. I mean, just to round that out. He, so. he was a beast during that game. Absolutely. Love was super quiet, but great. Yeah. Like, like I say quiet, but he scored what again? 28 <laughs> points. 28 points. But it was a quiet 28. Yeah. Like, I, it seemed like Manic was hitting all, like, the big boisterous shots. Yeah. And Love's just going, all right, I'm going to lay this one up. I'm going to shoot over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, like, people forget, like, R.J. Davis, he scored 18 points in this game and had seven boards along with four assists. Like, he he put up numbers, too. But Manic was the one that was hitting the big shots. Love kind of just came around and... I mean, cleaned he was, up. He was trying to shoot threes. He didn't. He was three for ten from three point land. But I mean, for the rest of the game, he's putting up numbers. He was pretty. He did pretty well from the free throw line. Again, R.J. Davis was perfect from the free throw line, and that's what these guys did. They got themselves in a position where they could try and score. If it went in, great. If not, you're getting the free throws. You're getting the shots, and that team shoots really well. Obviously, Villanova was the top free throw team, and we'll get to them here soon. But this team, do, do we really need to? Let, let's just put it out there right <laughs> yeah, now. Let's Kansas, just, let's get to that. Kansas let's laid a whooping on Villanova. <laughs> Cut dry. End of story. Give a love. I'll give love to Villanova. They played their hearts out they the tried. best they could. They they, they tried. tried. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't get trophies for trying. Not in this. Not in this business. Um, I thought Gillespie did great. I, but he was the only one. You didn't have Jermaine more Samuels. Getting, more getting hurt really it, threw yeah. a monkey wrench into that game. But getting back to North Carolina Duke, like, like I said, we're going to glance over the Kansas one because yeah. it was a no-doubter from five I'll just, minutes in. I'll add this real quick. Agbaji and McCormick may be like the most legit one-two punch right now. I think they're going to get shut down in this game coming up. Oh, they up, absolutely gonna, could. I, I, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. it. Once again, we're, we're going to tease, tease. We're going to get there. Yeah. Um, but for me... Like, to be very frank and honest about it, that yeah. that was probably top five North Carolina Duke games I've ever watched. I would say so. I mean, and listen, I'm I've watched a lot of them, the old school ones now on YouTube and stuff because you can you can obviously find those every now and then. Yeah. But this, in terms of what it meant, you know, and and obviously the stature of the game being just, Coach K's last game, this adds an element. I would put it top three. I just, just because the of back the and forth, yeah, just the great. back and forth too, and like every single big time North Carolina or Duke fan or Duke player <laughs> that has ever laced up, up, you know who I felt bad for, and they've done it to him twice now. Mm. For, why are you having Grant Hill as one of the commentators? Now, don't get me wrong. Right. I believe Grant Hill is probably one of the best color guys mm-hmm. for college basketball out there right now. Yeah. But why? Why would you have him call that? Like, that it's must tough, have yeah. been so difficult for him right. to be biased. But he did a great job. Absolutely. Yeah, he kept he kept it level-headed. But I, you can only imagine the emotions that have to... Right? Because I can only imagine. You go to that school and you're seeing your school lose like that. I mean... It's got to be painful, but obviously, it, shout out to these teams now, and we're going to get into it because the national championship is tonight, folks, but who do we have? We're going to talk about that right here on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Somebody's going to be the champion here soon, folks. Very, very soon. I mean, I know it's cliche, people, but I don't really care. (laughs) I mean, listen. And if you don't like it, bite me. All right? Just bite me. (laughs) 
you come in here and do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're back with us, folks, after David just yelled at you, uh, this is Blow the Whistle here on SportsTownChicago.com. We are the champions, if you don't know that, that folks, uh, of uh, SportsTownChicago.com. Of, of making people hate us. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's our job. But they, uh, of course... Uh, you know, like me? Oh, well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight is the night of champions. The NCAA Tournament's National Championship game is taking place. It is North Carolina versus Kansas. Number eight, <laughs> number eight versus number one for the national championship. Obviously, Andrew Valentin, David Dykstra here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hurt my finger a little bit there. All good, though, folks. Uh, a little pain never hurt anybody. But the big question that I have to everybody, of course, and then I'm going to throw it to you, David. And it'll be like another partial kind of questions and stuff. So real quick, just off the bat, obviously, where do you think that it, North Carolina's advantages lie? Where do you think Kansas's advantages lie? And then finally, how do you see this game playing out? Obviously, hit us up, Blow T Whistle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course at Blow T Whistle Radio at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys as always. David, start it off, buddy. If you want me to be honest right now, do it. I think the guards are a wash. Okay. Kansas might have a slight a slight advantage there. Okay. But the way R.J. Davis and Love played against Duke, yeah, that's a wash. Okay. Down low, it's North Carolina. Mm. I, uh, Manic and uh, Bocot. Uh, Bocot, yeah. Bocot. I hope I'm saying that right, by the way. I I don't know, actually know or not. But I, from what I've heard, it's Bocotti. Bocotti. Yeah. It's Bocotti. <laughs> um, no, I think they are very much a... Uh, better than Kansas down low. Okay. And it, to me, Kansas still hasn't put together a full game. Uh. I mean, they looked decent against Villanova, but that once again, that's a that's a Villanova team that's a, a key player down. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, how much do you really take away from Kansas beating Villanova that way? Yeah, that's true. I it, it I mean, when it comes to the guards like Agbaji, I think nothing against he Davis still hasn't really, them. like, shown up, though, during the tournament, has he? I mean, 20-some points. I mean, he's been averaging pretty high up there in the points. But in terms of, like, I mean, in terms of a game changer, I feel like he has always been that guy, though, right? So you're expecting him to do great things, he's, right? It's the expectation. He's called to be top five. It's from what I've understood, he's anywhere from like possibly a top five pick to at least going in the lottery. Yeah, at least going I, in the I, lottery. I figured lottery. But see, that's what I, I'm talking about. You watch that North Carolina Duke game. Yeah, you saw Palo step up. Yeah, and he noted. You're going okay. That's top five. Right. That's top five. Maybe even top three. That they, might be number one overall pick. Yeah. Who knows? Like he's <laughs> got those skills. Absolutely. Where's Obaji? Yeah. Like I have not seen that. Oh. Oh, you think you're going to beat us? Yeah. Watch this. Right. Kind I, of mentality. I mean, he drops points on him, obviously. I think having McCormick does help him a lot because you have another guy that obviously... And listen, that's how basketball is, right? It's not just the one that guy that can do everything. It's you have to have that second guy. Well, McCormick has really stepped up to be that second guy. He's always been there. But obviously, Agbaji is the guy that everybody's looking to and saying... Okay, he's supposed to be like a top pick. He's supposed to be like an NBA-ready player, so he's supposed to have all the magic. North Carolina, 
nobody was really expecting like Caleb Love and RJ Davis and these guys to really kind of start doing what they've done now. They've started to drop in points. And obviously it's a bit, it's shocked me. I'm a UNC fan. And even I was being like, yeah, I don't think it's their kind of year, but like they've, Obviously, they just want to something hate me. Some, clicked. Something's happening. This, something clicked with them. Absolutely, I would say, and it might have been the Duke the Duke game in Cameron. Yeah, where where they were like, "Ooh, okay, we figured something out." Yeah, I, it feels like for me, it feels like the moment that Manic became a very quintessential part of. I mean, seriously, the moment he became a quintessential part of this team and scoring and rebounds and the way he plays defense. It became a different type of team. He has not. Does he not look like a Geico caveman? That's <laughs> gonna say, like literally. I love the fo- the photos of people being like, "That guy's not 22." There's no, <laughs> there's no way that guy's 22. Uh, my other favorites, like, dude, shouldn't he be like going to WrestleMania or something like that? And uh, we'll get into that here pretty soon too. But uh, this this UNC team compared to this Kansas team, like you said though, their top rebounder, Kansas, being their top rebounder, is Jalen Wilson. 7.5 rebounds a game, okay? The top rebounder for UNC, Armando Bacot, 13.1. Yeah. <laughs> and he just had 21 rebounds total, 8 on offense, 13 on defense. I've got a real feeling that I, they can control the glass, and if they do that absolutely. tonight in a in a dominant fashion, yeah. Kansas is in for a long night. Absolutely. I mean, that means Kansas is going to have to hit their first shots on a majority of their trips down the... They will have to be perfect, almost, in, in that sense. And listen, Kansas plays good defense, too, right? Agbaji is a really good defender. He's a really good two-way guard because of his size and his quickness. I mean, 6'5", and you're able to move that fast. There's not many guys that can do it. He can take the punishment, too, going down the middle or take the jump shot. He's, he's an elite player. Let's give him credit. He's an elite player for college basketball. But... When you got to go up against guys like Bacot, who's gonna he's gonna muscle you around. Manic's not afraid to throw his weight around either. I mean, Caleb Love is gonna be in your face. This is a team that is not afraid to say you're not gonna get easy buckets. We're gonna make you work for it. You're gonna have to beat us. We're not gonna let you win. Absolutely, and that's where. I mean, look. At the end of the day, who am I riding with? I'm riding with UNC. I'm just being honest. I mean, look. If if you, the, the game as it stands right now. Kansas has is the favorite. They're favored by four points, okay? But I would say you take the plus four on UNC at this point. And the, the over-under is at 151.5. I mean... I, I take the under on that. I might take the... I, uh, it depends on if it's going to be run and gun like it was with Duke. That's like, the thing, it yeah. was up and down the floor. They both scored 81 points in these last two games. UNC and Duke hit the over on theirs. They were at 151 on the dot, and they hit 158. So... It's tough. I want to say the over maybe for this because I just feel like Kansas will have. I feel because Kansas has been good in the second half. We have to forget, not forget that their second halves have been pretty good. So I feel like they can have like a 40, 45 point scoring output in the second quarter or in the second half, right? The problem becomes uh, UNC starts off really well, they can get hot and then. Depending on how good they are in the first half, they can take that into the second half. That's the last thing that Kansas wants to have happen, by the way. Yeah. You let UNC start hitting shots, and it's just going to, their confidence is going to. Do you want to know what I compare this to for a Tar Heel fan? Mm -hmm. I want to say, what was it? 10, no, six years ago, Duke made it to the finals versus Wisconsin. Uh, Was it that one? 2016, 2015. Uh, let me. I to me that's 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 where 
the the Tar Heel mindset is because I don't think there was a Duke fan out there that thought that Duke was going to make a run that year yeah. to the finals and win win that game. Uh, the 2016 tournament, that was when they took on uh, Villanova. Villanova yeah. and won? Uh, no, that's when they lost. No, I'm talking I'm talking when when Duke took on... Gonzaga? No, Wisconsin uh, and won. I don't think they the took National on Wisconsin. I, I think that was, it was Duke. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the year I got what Duke, you're saying. The year Duke went to yes. the final against Wisconsin yes. and won... I'm equating that to what North Carolina is doing uh, in, right. a, in, in kind of a bigger way, though, because Duke was, I want to say, maybe a three or a four seed that year. Uh, I th- think so. I... Maybe at the highest of two. But no Duke fan thought that there was a run coming to, right. <laughs> to the national title. Yeah. And, and that's what North Carolina. Oh, we got a decent team this year. But yeah, it will, I'll, we'll be happy with getting out of the Sweet 16 and making it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, in terms of how big this game is obviously look i don't think anybody saw unc doing what they've done this year right they've made an incredible run they have played extremely well on offense and on defense and kansas has kind of just been like well we're just kind of running through everybody right it hasn't been that easy obviously they've had some challenges come across but they've been able to use their stock and i and i think i said this on the tv side last week i think or i i can't fully remember but it feels like it is star power with Kansas, really. It's it's like Bill Self and Agbaji yeah. and McCormick <laughs> and all those guys. Like It feels like their thing is star power, where UNC, it's not that those guys aren't stars, but it's more so they're a collective of talented individuals, and it's them taking on the big-name guys. Team the, versus stars. Exactly, and that's what it feels like with Hubert. And listen, you've got a guy who's been coaching at Kansas for – so many years now, right? Versus a coach who, for the first time in his career, is stepping into a team. And even I was kind of like, this might be a rough year for them. And it kind of was, but somehow they've managed to do it. And so clearly Hubert Davis knows what he's doing. He understands. Oh, how I'm this telling you going. right now, Hubert Davis and North Carolina win tonight. Yeah. It's going to set <laughs> Hubert Davis up for the next 10 years in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, recruiting wise and. <laughs> And everything like that. This is going to be that transition that you looked for, like from from a Dean Smith to a Roy Williams kind of thing. This is that kind of transition all of a sudden, because now every kid's going to look at that and say, UNC's back. They're back. Like To me, I look at this in terms of a UNC type of championship game. It does feel like when they took on Gonzaga and beat them. It does feel like when I watched the Ty Lawson and Tyler Hansborough team take on the Michigan State Spartans in the national title. And that was the game that like set me up as like, I'm a UNC fan. Like I love this. And that's what it feels like because they were considered to be underdogs in both those games. They're like, even though they were top teams, they were like, there's no way they're not going to have a chance. And yet Hansborough plays good defense, Ty Lawson, and they beat Michigan state. Right. And (laughs) Gonzaga, as they always have would slip up and fall away from us. And, you know, we ended up seeing another UNC title. So uh, it, it's it's interesting how this game is going to play out, but uh, yeah, look, I'm of course I'm going to take the Tar Heels. I'm taking Tar Heels yeah. too. I, I'm I'm rooting for them. ACC, yay! I know that's weird for a Duke <laughs> person to say, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out, and uh, we'll we'll figure out 
you know, how good this this front court is for Kansas tonight. Absolutely. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the national championship. You're going to be watching it. UNC versus Kansas. Who's going to win? Obviously, let us know. And when we do come back here, folks, the NFL takes precedence because we got to talk about a certain linebacker just making the money as the rich keep getting richer right here on Blow the Whistle on SportsTownChicago.com. Ah, good old football, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We are talking the good old gridiron NFL, ladies and gentlemen, here on Blow the Whistle. I'm still Andrew Valentin. I'm still here with David Dykstra, thankfully. he. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Nope. I'm not going anywhere. Nope. I just may have to dip out for a, a quick second. Yes, boss is calling. And uh, <laughs> when that happens, of course, you got to go. But ladies and gentlemen, obviously, yes, the NFL, there has been some big news. And as I teased before, the rich keep getting richer. And why is that? Because I should put them on the phone. <laughs> if you want, I no, mean, I'm we not can do that. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, me. I was gonna say, yeah, bye bye job. Uh, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, so the Rams, as you know, LA is the place for star power, right? It is the place where you're going to find the big names. Well, a big name by the name of Bobby Wagner is officially joining. Oh, we lost we lost Von Miller? Watch what we do. That's exactly what the LA Rams oh just did. Goodness. We got younger and possibly even better. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if you could if you could really like read the mind of what Les Need is saying, it's you know, forget them picks. Seriously. Forget those picks. We'll work around any kind of cap you put in front of us. Yeah. Draft? We don't need no stinking draft. <laughs> what is a cap? Yes. <laughs> It is truly imaginary, folks. But, yes, Bobby Wagner got a five-year contract uh, estimated to be about $50 million, which can be up to $65 million if he reaches all incentives. So, obviously, with that kind of news for the Rams, I mean, the, the big question I have for the fans, and then I ask you, David, is what will is this overkill for the Rams? Is this just like a complete, like they will repeat as champions move? Or is it possible that the Rams may be so powerful that they actually might implode on themselves? Again, hit us up at blow whistle one on all social media. David, what do you think, man? Well, I mean, that question was asked last year. Yeah. Is there too much star power on the Rams for them all to get along? And I guess I proved that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Who won that Super Bowl again? Yeah. Yeah. Don't remind me. David? Don't remind no. me. Well, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm not mad at who won the Super Bowl. I'm just mad that somebody blew either. his knee out during the Super Bowl because I was on my way to making some money. <laughs> Dang it. So close. But so uh, close. that being said, no, I, it, the, the big Hadoo was, oh, we didn't get Von Miller back. Oh, 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 <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get younger. Maybe a little more athletic at this, this point in his career. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's go out and get one of the premier linebackers to come in. Yeah, <laughs> arguably, you know, we already have maybe the best defensive player, best player in NFL, and Aaron <laughs> Donald. I would call get the best linebacker too in the NFL. Like outside, inside doesn't matter. Bobby Wagner, come on over. Okay, it's unbelievable. We ran past Aaron Donald and we ran into Bobby. <laughs> it's it's so. Don't try and run on them, folks. <laughs> Do not try and run on the. Don't try and throw. Don't try and run. Just 
just take the snap and just be, I will accept this. Just that's all you can do. Because if you try and throw it now, Jalen Ramsey's out there, and whatever corner is going to develop out of that system, <laughs> it's going to be probably just as good. They're going to go out and get somebody else. Yeah, well, hey, Eric, <laughs> Eric Weddle, do you want to? Well, here's the crazy part. Dion, you down? Like, there's, there's like two legitimate safeties still sitting out there unsigned, too. Yeah. Adrian Amos is unsigned, mm-hmm. and so is, so is, uh, Honey Badger. Yeah, Tyron Matthew. (laughs) Literally. You don't need that. You don't need that, Rams. You don't need that. Stop it. It's just, it's like, at what point is it not fair? (laughs) I'd love to see the Honey Badger in a Bears uniform, personally. That'd be great. There's talk about it. I think that'd be a great fit. It gives you some some true leadership on that team. There's, I've either heard, it's between Amos and Matthew that you could sign them both back. Amos. Amos coming back would be funny. And it's only because Tyron Matthew may be going to the Saints. It sounds like he may want to go. Why would you want to go there? It's going back home. It's going back to Louisiana. It's it's that kind of thing. You know, I mean, I think he still wants to win titles, though. So I think he's a guy that's looking for that next best fit. I know he's been talking with some teams about possible. Do you know another interesting one to Mm -hmm. me would be Pittsburgh. That would be good. Him and Minka Fitzpatrick would be a nice one, too. Him and Mika, and then you have uh, TJ yeah. down on the lower block. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That'd be, I mean, you got the pass rush, you've got the free safety, you've got the strong. I mean, that's a good setup right there for them. Uh, but it, Bobby Wagner going to the Rams just. <laughs> <laughs> the rich get rich. I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm just saying this right now. Outside of, <laughs> outside of Tampa, I don't know if there's anybody else that's really going to be competitive within the NFC. And no one really knows how competitive Tampa's going to be. Exactly. Because there's still t- like whispers that that Brady still wants to go somewhere else. I've, Even after all the moves that, Tam- yeah. that Tampa made. Which, for those who don't know, Tampa, Bruce Arians recently retired. He is moving into a front office role. Todd Can you Bowles put that in the over. quotes for me, please? Please, <laughs> retired. just retired, retired, forcibly removed. <laughs> well, that's the question, right? Did Is this really a rift between him and Tom Brady? Or was this something where it was just like, all right, my wife has been saying I should retire for a while. I've got my Super Bowl win. May, he might be a lock for the Hall of Fame. I don't know. He's been a very good coach for what he's done. I just feel like it could. you could see it either way. But I feel like the Brady maybe is not that guy that I feel like would be that. Uh, okay, maybe he scratched that. Maybe, um, yeah. He yeah. left a beautiful scenario to prove to everyone that it wasn't the scenario. It was him. Was it a beautiful scenario, though? It was for him. Six Super Bowls? Come I mean, on. in terms of what he had accomplished, but what was it going forward? No, all these wide receivers were moving at that time, and he wasn't getting any help. Like that was that seemed to be kind of the big factor. Like, oh, the best guys are leaving, and we're not getting any of them. Well, then I'm out of here. Like that's kind of how that's at least how I took it. But I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I. I think there's not just a rift with Arians, but I think there's a rift with Leftwich. It could be. Why else would Todd Bowles be named head coach? Yeah. When Arians Maybe. Arians has obviously been grooming Leftwich to take over at some point or get his own head coaching job. Right. And the only reason Leftwich isn't the coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, ladies and gentlemen, is because he walked into those front that front office, looked at Khan and said, I will not under any circumstances work with this GM. Yeah. I need a new GM. Yeah. Well you gotta remember too, Todd Bowles has been like Bruce Arians guy since college. Like he was a player under Arians when he was at Temple. So he's been here when he's one of his boys for a long time. 
and he's also got the head coaching experience from the Jets. Obviously, that was terrible. But I mean, look, it's the Jets. Exactly. I mean, what are you going to do? They didn't do any anything coach, to help him. Any coach, any coach <laughs> that goes to the Jets. I mean, for God's sakes, Pete Carroll was the coach of the Jets. Yes. And, and the Patriots and the and, Patriots <laughs> and look what happened. And both of them went to the ground. So, but I, and, and that's interesting too, because Todd Bowles is getting a second chance. Dennis Allen's getting a second chance and Josh McDaniels are all getting second chances. And it kind of feels like they're all like set up in a way to kind of have some sort of success. You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, Josh, Josh McDaniels walked into the perfect scenario. Yeah. I thought, and he's not whiny anymore. <laughs> I thought for sure. Well, I that I think That's that whole. Maturity. I think well, not just maturity, but I think the whole Denver experience was humbling for him. Yeah, that's true. I kind mean, of being put into his place and being told yeah. you're not as good as you think you are, coaching wise. Did you draft Tebow? <laughs> Did you do that <laughs> in the what first you, round? <laughs> what are you talking about? Talk to any Florida alum. Tebow is the great. He should still yeah. be playing quarterback somewhere. XFL. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Him, Johnny Football, Baker Mayfield. No. That's all you need. We, we we can't forget Johnny Football is playing for the, what was it again? The uh, the fan Oh, the family? Yeah. yeah. And he's going to be playing with Terrell Owens. Because <laughs> Terrell Owens is like, I want to play How long before those two freaking oh, egomaniacs please. get into it about First something? First game, don't throw the touchdown to T.O. And <laughs> just have it. Fight. Please fight. Please. Just, just, so please fight. I want to see it happen. Just oh, rumble right down in the so end zone. Good. Johnny, you didn't throw to me. You weren't open. The first three picks of the XFL draft are Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, and, uh, yeah. It, it, and uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I, I, crazy, crazy stuff. But obviously, I mean, look, when it comes to, when it comes to the situation, obviously with Tampa, I you guys, sorry about that, folks. Uh, when you when you come to that situation, obviously with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're trying to figure out like what the next best setup is for you know Tom Brady and all this. Is Todd Bowles really the guy? Well, at least for me personally, I would say because he has more of a defensive prowess, it's going to help Tampa a lot because obviously defense has been one of the big strengths for them kind of going forward. Nothing against Tom Brady. Obviously he's played very well and they are pretty much bringing back a lot of their weapons. Ronkowski is still out there. He's not been re-signed yet, but overall, excuse me. <laughs> sorry about that. But overall for what we're seeing from Tampa, I, I like, I, I think Todd Bowles is in a great direction now where it's going to be successful for a guy like Josh McDaniels. It's going to be great in Raider in, in the Raiders nation. And then I want to get to this too here, just real quick to make the shift as well for everyone out there. Uh, a big, not a big trade, but a trade. Nonetheless, you have the Miami dolphins who have just kind of said, we're going to load it up with all kinds of talent, right? We're, we're doing everything we can to bring all these players in, into our team to see what it looks like, right? And so Miami has Cedric Benson, or Cedric Benson, Cedric Wilson. You've got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell as your three receivers. Well, where's Devontae Parker kind of fit in? Well, they traded him to the New England Patriots for a 2022 fifth-round pick. Um, <clears throat> or excuse me, Devontae Parker and a 2022 fifth-round pick were traded for a third-round pick in next year's draft. So... What this means, I think, going forward for the Patriots is they're loading up another weapon for Mac Jones, which, look, Devontae Parker, he's been hit or miss, right? 
His hands, I think, are are decent, but he does have times where he does start to drop the ball a lot. He's very fast, but he's also a guy who can be injury-prone. He's talented, and it gives Mac Jones another weapon. I was under the impression that maybe New England might go out and get him a weapon, but it feels like what Bill's trying to build up there is maybe something similar to what he's done with Tom Brady, right? Where... Tom Brady kind of had a plethora of receivers he was working with, and he slowly built them into talented players. Now, look, you've got Jacoby Myers, who I think is a a very good, talented guy. I think Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne are two guys who are athletic and decent, but they're not going to be your main stars, right? Devontae Parker is a guy who used to be a first-round draft pick who might still have a chance at being a star-wide receiver at some point in time, but... Only time will tell. I mean, listen, for anything, you've got Mac Jones throwing him the football. There's great opportunity for him to be able to throw the ball deep. Obviously, he's not a deep ball passer per se, but it allows him, if he can't sling it. Jones? Are you talking good about Mac Jones? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking good about Mac Jones. Good about Mac. I like this Devontae Parker move for the Patriots. You know what? <laughs> this is my thing. And, and, yeah, and let me just it. get this go in for it. really go for quick. It. This is the Dolphins going, we really don't care. We think we can win the division <laughs> trading somebody within the division. Yeah. That to me to was my, mind blowing to me. Yeah. The one, and you and I talked about this. The mm-hmm. one that shocked me was where was Green Bay? Yeah. Where was Green Bay when question. this trade was going on? If it's only going to cost you a third or a fourth round draft pick. Yeah. Why isn't Green? Hello. <laughs> Hello, McFly, you know, like... (laughs) Hello, hello, McFly! (laughs) Are you anybody in there? That that should have been one of those things. But yeah, Yeah. you're right. I think think it's a great move for both teams. Now, like, Miami's got two first-round picks, a second-round pick, and two third-round picks. They're loaded. They're They're loaded. loaded. Unbelievable. And, I mean, just to say really quickly, who wants to go play with Aaron anyways? You sourpuss. Get over yourself, dude. Uh, Give him some of that money. And speaking of uh, cashing out, folks, we are going to cash out of this segment. We're going to move into You're Killing Me, Smalls. And when we come back, we'll be talking about what had us saying You're Killing Me, Smalls, right here on Blow the Whistle on SportsTownChicago.com. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Blow the Whistle here on SportsHouseChicago.com. I am Andrew Valentin here with David Dexter, and it's time for your Killing Me Smalls, ladies and gentlemen, where we have everything in sports, or even not in sports, where we ran, especially on my count, where we ran <laughs> and rave about what had us saying, you're Killing Me Smalls. You missed it, by the way, on TV. And maybe I, you didn't. Did I was, you, did I was around. Me? Did you I was catch around, what I did? You're Killing Me Smalls I remember on, yes, I, was, I, was, yeah. I was doing the the job fair. Oh, so yes. did, I was around. I don't know if I actually like heard it. Just so but, everybody knows. So I had a friend again, my friends love sending me oh, stupid stuff. It was, uh, it was something about a romance novel where the people turned into animals. That was my, you're okay, killing me. Wrong. It, and it's a book series. It's a book series. That's wrong on a lot it's of a levels. <laughs> that's like borderline bestiality kind it, of like, so that's weird, so weird. Yeah. So weird. I, I never read the book. I'm not going to, but there's, it's a series. There's of a books. niche it's for weird, everything man. out there nowadays. So oh my, I, I don't want to put anybody's like weird all taboos. I, all I down, said to my friend was like, why did you send this? Why? To me? Yeah, why? 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 why did you do this? <laughs> I mean, the brilliance of the of the animal facts was amazing, but uh, like, there ha- are other yeah, things. Absolutely. But yeah, they, I, I love my friends so much, but stop sending me weird stuff, please. Uh, do you want me to go first? I can go first if you want. I'll go first. You want to go first? You never go first. I'll go first. Brandon, you want to go first? <laughs> oh, man. So here's, here's, 
everybody was gearing up Saturday for nuke, nuke, North Carolina there you go. Duke, <laughs> nuke. Wow, that's what happens when North Carolina and Duke merge. merge. They make they nuke. nuke. <laughs> <laughs> everybody was gearing up for the North Carolina Duke game that yeah. night. I was working that morning. We have a show on BetQL Network called In the Action. Mm-hmm. This time it was from De- uh, from Memphis. Uh, they they transitioned every other week. It's Dallas or Memphis. This yeah. week it was Memphis. I kid you not. I'm a Duke fan. Mm-hmm. These guys, for the entire two hours, <laughs> completely trashed Coach K and put him down, said he needed to die, go away. This what? is this is where no, this is where it gets good. Okay. They would come back from breaks yeah. quoting great speeches, whether it was movie speeches, whether it was, you know, from like World War II Winston Churchill speeches, yeah. and then equate it to Coach K. Oh my god. Oh, it was so <laughs> What? Oh, and I'm like the one guy is just like, we respect him as a coach, but yeah. he needs to die tonight. He needs to go. He needs to leave this earth, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Oh, and the best part, in between, during the commercial breaks, I talk to them, and I'm like, y'all know I'm a huge yeah. Duke fan. <laughs> and I just see them both losing. I'm like, but you know what? That was some of the funniest stuff. Like, Took the Winston Churchill uh, speech mm-hmm. on World War II where they have to defend themselves and and equated it to that. Uh, the other guy does a Lord of the Rings fi- uh, where they go, do it for Frodo! <laughs> and then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Independence Day speech. <laughs> From the movies. It was so good. That even as a Duke fan, and as much respect and love that I have for, I have to recognize that Coach K sometimes. Oh, and the the guy mm-hmm. had random a hole facts about Coach <laughs> Coach K, like how he's buried multiple student reporters for not oh, yeah. being rah rah mm-hmm. enough for Duke, yeah. and just stuff like that. <laughs> how they don't quote unquote pay their athletes. <laughs> Parents to come and live in North Carolina. Oh, of course. You know, and it just, it was so good. But, and this is more of a funny, ha ha, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. To the guys from In the Action Memphis, I give you a big old, you're killing me, Smalls. Oh, it was, That's it great. was a riot. I was going to say, I saw one that was like, it's not a quote from a movie, but you obviously know Monty Python's Flying Circus. Oh. The great, amazing, Classic. maybe my favorite sketch of all time, the parrot sketch. And it was, instead of the parrot, it was Duke, and it was, it was, this Duke is no more. It has ceased to be. They've expired and gone to meet them. Make great stuff. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Wow. That, I mean, guy, talk about biasy, man. Jeez. I thought I was, I thought some people were bad, man. It's no love for him. Um. All right. So, mine has to do with Major League Baseball. So, Again, this has to do with a team that I'm not very fond of, the Yankees. So if you guys don't know, uh, there was word that the Yankees apparently had traded a player named Robert Alstrom. I hope I said his name right. Robert Alstrom, and he was traded to the Texas Rangers. The funny thing is, they don't let Mr. Alstrom know that he's been traded. And do you know where he has to find out from? Instagram! (laughs) 
Real quick, and I'll put this up there for everybody to see. These are the messages that went through. So, looks like Yankees forgot to tell Robert Alstrom he was headed to Texas, according to Yankee at Yankees Giants AS1. On there, for Yankees source is where it came from. He said, good luck in Texas at Robert Alstrom 21. Gonna miss you. Underneath that, it's Robert Alstrom 21 saying, wait, what? And then Yankee source <laughs> says, you got traded. And then he goes, I did? With a question mark. It is... Unbelievable to me. That is fantastic. That a team, th- this is not the first time either. This is not just directed at the Yankees. This is like the 50th time I think we've talked about a player finding out they've gotten traded. I believe it was Tanner Muse from the Raiders that we talked. I, I think he was my You're Killing Me Smalls on that one, where they said, Happy birthday. By the way, you got, got cut. cut. <laughs> yeah. You've been cut. <laughs> What are you doing? What do you mean? You can't do that. Let the dude know in a Unfortunately, text. Unfortunately, your, uh, your your abilities are not required. Yeah, this he season. finds out. He's like, oh, they said happy birthday to me. Next next Instagram tweet, he's been cut, and he goes, wait, what? Huh? You guys, you are major league sports franchises worth billions of dollars. You can't make a quick phone call. You can't send a text. You can't send an email. Dude, let us agent know something. Unbelievable stuff. So to not just the Yankees, to all these sports teams that can't seem to pay their phone bill, apparently, or whatever the case is here, I give you all a big old... You're killing me, Smalls. All right, I got I got, real. I got one more real quick one. I, I got one in my back pocket. I don't know if I actually should pull it out, but I got it there, just in case. To all Do it. the stupid freaking <laughs> athletes out there that think it's freaking hilarious. Yes. To do April Fool's jokes, (laughs) there was only one, one that I actually found pure enjoyment out of. Which was? Julian Edelman, (laughs) by far. Because you know, as much as Julian Edelman got hit, he was probably going, what? I just signed with the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I would have loved if Tom Brady would have just fed into that. Just welcome to the Bucks, Julian. Edelman. Oh, it would have been great. Oh, such a good. But creator. everybody else, like LeBron, no one cares. No, <laughs> you're That's gone so for the season. You're gone Come for the on. season. Oh well, you aren't winning anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just like yo, gone for the season. See you all next fall. Okay, bye. Uh, <laughs> see ya. Why don't you go try out for the XFL? <laughs> Hell of a tight end. Hell of a tight end. That kid, if he can catch. That kid can. I heard. Uh, yeah. With they, those hands, how how couldn't he? Yeah. Like, I think he could probably palm two two footballs in one hand. Probably. As big as that, those hands are. As long are. as the knee holds But, like, he, it's just gotten ridiculous. Absolutely. Like, realize what day it is, ladies and gentlemen, and realize that a lot of the stuff. Yeah. The fact that Adam Schefter picked it up, though, yeah. was great. I don't know oh, if it yeah. was Adam Schefter that actually did the April Fools, or if it was just uh, somebody think, going, "Hey, Adam, can you do us a favor?" Maybe, maybe it would. I don't know. All, all I know is that if Adam Scheffler would have been like, "Guys, it's really happening," it's like, dude, you are just sinking into a deeper <laughs> hole. Like, you keep doing this. <laughs> it's so, but like, it was yeah, so good. Like for real. Like everybody else. Yeah. Just let enough is enough. All all sports athletes need to come together and just realize. All right, one person needs to do it, and it needs to be because if it had just been Julian Edelman and yeah. nobody else, yeah, absolutely, that would have been fantastic. Yeah, or 
Here's the other one I would have loved to see. Mm. The Sixers come out and say Ben Simmons is starting <laughs> in tonight and well, that, that game. Just so everybody knows, Ben Simmons actually is out for the rest of the season and playing tournaments. So uh, it's and, and, no, that's the, not an April Fool's there, folks. The, the Nets are not going to no, win the East. Absolutely and not. If <laughs> all of a sudden, not like he's had a bad season, yeah. but Giannis is just <laughs> decided, Dude. all right, time to turn the switch on. Time to win a championship. Time to win a champion. Time to win a championship. All right. Good time to have fun. That was good. I like. Thank you for ending it on that. I, I have one in my back pocket. I could have used. I. I don't know if I should because probably not. If you're questioning it, it you probably should. It has to do with another radio. Well, not in radio anymore. Personality. Um, because I've recently seen a podcast of his. Maybe I'll do it for the TV. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. Um, all right, just because I think I'm, I'll probably do April Fools. Tomorrow. Yes, and and you you we all know this guy. Trust me. So I just right. leave it at that, folks. As a little teaser for the t for the TV side. But that's gonna do it for you, Killing Smalls again. You got it. You're killing me, Smalls. Blow T whistle one. If you have it, we got TV next. Uh, this Tuesday. This Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Or Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. We're okay. Tuesday. 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 This my Tuesday. Wednesday. My Wednesday. Yeah, your Wednesday is so full. Yeah, your Wednesday is gonna be full. Uh, so Tuesday, two thirty to three thirty. Check it out, guys. Blow T whistle. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we will read out your blow. Your you're killing me, Smalls. Live on the air. So hit us up there as well. But that's gonna do it for the first hour, ladies and gentlemen. But don't worry, because hour two is coming up here, ladies and gents, and fret not Mumfrez, because we do have baseball coming up. That's right. we got to hit the north and the south side to see how they're going to do, because opening day is just a few days away. Plus, we got to get ready for the granddaddy of them all, the Masters itself, and make our picks, and then we're going to finish it off in the ring. Calling it all, baby, Woo. for the biggest matches the of most stupendous. the year. The, the most stupendous <laughs> WrestleMania of all time. Absolutely. When we come back here on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. I was going to sing the song, but I shouldn't do that. <laughs> No copyrights for us, ladies and gentlemen. Not going to happen. Oh, it'd be like karaoke. They can't do that. That's true. <laughs> Streetlight. Now you sing it all like, off, too. Like, like nobody's listening to us. Yeah. B-Mac might be. I don't know. I doubt it. Our man. <laughs> Welcome. I wouldn't know it even if he was. <laughs> well, anyway, I forgot to bring up certain things on the computer. <laughs> That's fine. Whoops. Welcome, everybody, here to Blow the Whistle here on SportsChannelChicago.com. I'm Sonny Valentin. I'm here with David Dexter. We're here for hour two for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, where we're going to be giving you the best in of of course, in sports, and we're going to be pouring over good old baseball. We're hitting the north side, the south side to talk the Cubs and the Sox. What will the season look like for them? Of course, we will get into the 2022 Masters matchup uh, in spectacular fashion. Of course, we have to talk about the great event that happened this past weekend that was WrestleMania. So we will also get into that as well, folks. But of course, Make sure to hit us up at Bullet Whistle One on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, hit us up at Bullet Whistle Radio at gmail.com as well, folks. And again, we also want to welcome everybody from the Underhood Podcast, too, for all the new listeners, current listeners as well. So, David, ready to get the second hour started? Real quick, let's yeah. just tell people yeah, yeah. like, like, uh, just reported from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport now. Yep. So, it's, it's official, official. Yes, yes it um, is. Eagles and, uh, Saints trade a whole bunch of picks, 
But this now, what is what's being tweeted out is this now gives uh, the Eagles two number ones next season, mm-hmm. where the dra- uh, the quarterback draft class is way deeper. Yep, and I think that's <laughs> kind of where the Eagles are looking. Yeah. If Jalen Hurt doesn't or do Gar- or die, Gardner, yeah. Gardner, Gardner. <laughs> You know That's what? If what it, you want. I'm telling you right now, if Atlanta had gone out and said, "Hey, uh, Philadelphia, could you could we get Gardner Minshew seventh round pick for Gardner Minshew? Not too bad. Sixth, I'd give him. I'd give a six for Gardner. I wouldn't give him a seventh. I, I mean, I mean, at this point, is 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 there any difference really? No, not really. <laughs> not exactly. But anyway, yes. Uh, Big news coming out of White Sox camp. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the White Sox, ladies and gentlemen, uh, making a move. Uh, if you haven't heard. Craig Kimbrell, no longer a White Sox. They traded him for A.J. Pollock. What a great trade for both teams. Let's just say that right off the top. Mm -hmm. Dodgers get something. Rich get richer. Yep. (laughs) It it must be an L.A. thing. At this point, you know, we're just, it's got to be an L.A. Well, although let's let's say this. Kimbrell's first outing with the Dodgers, not a pretty sight. Kimbrell Uh, always struggles in the yeah. Four hits, training. four earned runs, two homers. I, not a not a pretty way Listen, to start. I'm, it, I give that. him a, I give him a month before he's back where he's yeah, supposed it, to be. It's the Dodgers. Honestly, I wonder how much of Tony Larusa doing what he did to him last year has messed with his mental might be psyche. I'll say this: I think he's an upgrade over Kelly Jensen. I mean. Unfortunately, when it comes to Jensen, he's just a liability at this point as a reliever. Still decent, still good, but when you get in the playoffs with that guy, he has his moments where he just gives stuff up right over the middle. Where you're like, oh, God. yeah, exactly, and you just go, well, that ball's out of here. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was a great. I think a great trade. Uh, oh, yeah. Pollock, from what I understand, is a solid, solid outfielder. He's listen. He's a veteran, 34 years old. He's still a great defender. He's Got a good bat. And not only that, but he's not just like certified at one spot. He's played the entire outfield. He's even played a little infield, but he's mostly an outfielder. So you have a utility outfielder, if you will, that you can kind of work around at different spots, which gets into the seventh inning. <laughs> uh, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to put Pollock in for defense, everybody. Yeah. It's, it's sorry, Eloy. <laughs> which... <laughs> to me, I think is kind of the smart thing. Like I, I know, like Larusa kind of said, like kiddingly. Although we're, he didn't really say kiddingly, he said, I guess to Eloy, he told him, "Listen, you hit over three hundred, you can play left field all you want. You hit under three hundred, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about your situation. You hit under two hundred, you're sitting on the bench with me." And apparently, Eloy was like, "Yeah, okay, coach." And he's like, "I'm not joking." <laughs> so, I, but honestly, I think Eloy should Tony being the Tony idea. again, though, yeah, like exactly. legit, I. The, I've had massive discussions with people about this. <laughs> I'm hoping they can win in spite of him again this year. Yeah. And I think they will because that division's weak enough. Absolutely. That they can. I think Minnesota will trail them with going and out and getting Carlos Correa. Yeah. Uh, I think Detroit's a little bit on the upswing. They've got some young talent. They've got Javi. They'll get there. They'll get there. They've got Javi. Which it all depends on which Javi decides to show up. Listen, give it the first month or two, things might be great. Once they start getting into like that 10 game, 11 game losing streak or whatever happens. Where he's going. He's going to go for five, five strikeouts every there, game. There's at least going to be one broken bat because he's going to swing it against the ball in the in the clubhouse or something. It's going to happen. But the white side, but the, there's even bigger concerns now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, obviously some tragic news, unfortunately, uh, Dallas 
uh, Dallas Keuchel, sorry. Lance no, Lynn. That, yeah. There'd be streamers falling yeah, from yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> that's still tragic news. Dallas Keuchel <laughs> is still with the White Sox. But, sorry. But, yes. No, that's, that's tr- truth be what truth be. Yes, you know? absolutely. Uh, Lance Lynn, unfortunately, has been hurt. He'll be out now for two months. Uh, torn meniscus is the word. So oh, is it a torn meniscus? That's, okay. that's the word I was hearing. So it sounds like it's going to be a two-month process for him before he even comes close to pitching again. So, obviously, one of your star key players that really stepped up big for them last year was up for the Cy Young at one point, or he was he was, he was was there as one he of those tough. top guys. So losing him now obviously is a huge loss. Now the word is that Giolito is going to be day one starter. I kind of figured that was going to be the, the case. I was going to say there goes the, the you and I's debate from last yeah, week. Right. I was going, I'd go Lance Lynn. Veteran. That goes out the window. Go, oh, well, I <laughs> um, guess we got our answer now. But I'll, I'll ask the fans this as the question and then I'll ask you this and then we'll get into some Cubs stuff here uh, for the White Sox. Do you right now from what I've understood it's going to be Giolito, Cease, Kopech as your three and then Keichel as your four. Yeah, I know you're happy about that. Uh, and well, we now know Crochet is going to have Tommy John surgery as well. So I was feeling like he was going to be the five, but I feel like I think it's going to be Lopez might be the five at this point. I don't mind Lopez either. I was well, So I was going to ask you, what do you feel about that being the rotation for the time being while Lance Lynn is out for that? You want my honest opinion? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I think, I think give it a month. Giolito one, Kopech two, Cease okay. three, Lopez four and uh Keiko five. Okay. I, I think Lopez is a natural. Yeah. He's a winner. Mm-hmm. Like he may not always have the greatest stuff when he goes out there. Yeah. But he fights. Absolutely. He's a fighter. He's got great breaking ball stuff. Uh, or it's or I shouldn't say great, but it's improved vastly from where he was when he first became a White Sox. And and I'll just say this. I think, and everybody's going to sit here and laugh at me. You can do what you want. I think Kopech's going to end up being a key contributor to that rotation this year. Okay. I I I don't know. The things that I saw when Kopech was on, yeah. and it was typically when he was doing those spot starts, yeah. he would go out there and just shine. And I know for a fact Dallas Keuchel's sphincter got tighter when he was out there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. And this is and well, and this is where last week we were kind of talking about this with uh, uh, Kopech. God, I don't know why I forgot his name there, but we were talking about Kopech, and I kind of came back around on this. Like, okay, if he does get in the starting, like this, I think is. It sucks not having Lance Lynn, obviously, but the, the, this is, I think this lead, is what I'll, he needs. He I, needs those starts. He needs that in-game experience where, okay, you are the guy. You're not the top guy, but you're the middle of the rotation guy. You're the three. So you, you should be in a perfect position to be well-rested, ready to go when we call upon you to be the starter. And this is going to be the telling point, I think, for whether he's going to be one of the elite starters. Is he going to be just a good guy? Is he going to be a great guy? Where is he going to sit at as far as it seeds with a pitcher? This is going to be that telling year. I guess I guess my biggest thing is, <clears throat> as far as the Lance Lynn, yeah, great pitcher. Yeah. But the leadership in that pitcher's that's important. Room is yeah. is what they're going to be missing the most, I believe. Giolito just doesn't come across to me as a clubhouse leader. Well, especially guy. considering everything that happened with him and the White Sox with this whole arbitration thing. $200,000 the difference, really? So, like <laughs> I mean, there's there's rumors that he might not be happy being here in the Chicago area now, so Aww. yeah, I don't like that at all cuz he's a great I think he could I'd, be an your ace in the hole. He could be your Cy Young winner possibly. I'm going to tell you this right now. 
I think the the moment Giolito decides to move on from the White Sox, yeah, is the moment his career goes. Really? Yep. Okay. Right. I don't think he has as good. There, there's something about uh, what is it? I always want to call it U.S. Cellular. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's it's fine. I mean, it's better I, than guaranteed I, rate. I think. I, listen, I always call Still it old, sell. I I always call it New Comiskey. Yeah. That's how old I am. I always call it New My Comiskey. My dad still calls it Comiskey, so don't worry. Yeah. yeah. Um. But well, I mean, if look, if anything, you can say they still have Liam. They still have Hendricks. So. They still have a veteran voice in there. Obviously, he's not a well, starter. I guess my question to you is, how do you feel their bullpen's turning out? Is it going to be as strong as it was last year? Now I'm, that you have Kopech and now Crochet's gone. Yeah. Uh, two of your big-time setup guys. I, uh, bye-bye. I feel like guys like Bummer are going to really have to take that next step to being the kind of relievers that you needed them Consistent. to be last year. Yeah, absolutely. Consistency. Because Bummer had flashes of brilliance last absolutely. year. Absolutely. But he started off like really in, just in the bat in the worst kind of way. If I see Ryan Burr go out to that mound one more time, we're going to have problems. <laughs> I'm so... He's a Burr in my in my saddle right now. He is making my, my horse buck like crazy. Um, but let's get to the Cubs here. I just want to. We're uh, going to talk about the Cubs yeah. next segment. Baby. Oh, well, are we going to do that? Yeah, we're All right, fine. Let's segment. keep going for the White Sox. All right. Yeah, we got Cubs. Forget next. you guys on the North Side. We're going we, into the next one. I, I mean, li- listen, we yeah. could sum up the Cubs season in two words or one word: <laughs> trash. But we'll, I was we'll, going to we'll, use we'll it, break. We'll I was going to word that would break us on the FCC. But yeah. let's not do. I that. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about <clears throat> yeah. them here in this next segment. But yeah. for me, it, it's going to come down to. I mean, you have some legit power pitchers. Mm. In that starting rotation, Giolito's yeah. a trash pitcher. Yeah, he he's going to throw garbage, mm-hmm. and th- and that's fine. Cease, it's it's hit or miss. Yeah, if you can get consistency out of Cease, yeah, he's your legit number two with Lance Dow. I was so hoping they could get Manea and 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 it's it not the- out of the realm of possibility right now that they yeah. go out and get somebody. Well, I mean, for those who don't know, Manea no longer in the picture since uh, in the picture. Not pi- he's the pitcher no longer in the picture because. Once again, the rich get richer as the Padres just are like, yeah, another starter. That's what you need, right? Like, unreal. Uh, look, I'll say this. This team's going to, I think, hit a ton of home runs. I think they're going to be a solid team on the offensive side. The defense is where things are going to lag a little bit, I think, in the beginning. By the time we hit the all-star break, I think it'll pick up a little bit. But again, that's all going to come down to Lance Lynn getting back into that rotation and then obviously that's going to throw things a little bit out of line because you're going to have to try. You're going to have to try and figure out who's going to be where. Yeah. So, uh, but that's going to be it for the White Sox, folks. Uh, it's going to be a magical season, hopefully for them, as this is a very weak division that they very have to weak. play in. So hopefully they can achieve yet again another opportunity to win a division title. But when we come back here, folks, we're headed to the north side to talk about those boys in Wrigleyville and what's going down with their season next on Blow the Whistle on SportsTownChicago.com. We're not playing this long. I'm sorry. No. They're going to hear it that much. No. Get used to not hearing it a lot, Cubs fans. How you like me now? Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes. We are, as you can tell, we are a totally non-biased team. Uh, I'm, I'm non-biased, yeah. but reality is, is what reality is. Exactly, exactly. You have what? Two possible all-stars, I would say, and Marcus Stroman. Maybe. Oh, three. Let's give it three. Yeah, you got three, maybe. Marcus Stroman. Yeah. W- Will- Contreras. Wilson Contreras. 
and possibly Suzuki. Yeah. I want to see what he can do. Yeah. Maybe the, Hendrix. The old, no. <laughs> I just wanted to get your reaction. No. Well, and speaking of being in reality, folks, the reality is we are back here on SportsTownChicago.com for Blow the Whistle. I'm Andrew Allenton here with David Dykstra. And as we have already alluded to, yes, the Cubs on the north side up there in Wrigleyville, in Wrigley Field, they're getting ready for opening day as well. And... It's just been kind of a feel-it-out situation, it feels like, for them. See who fits in what spots. That's kind of been the the game that I'm getting from them. I haven't watched too many spring training games as it is, but for what I've seen from the White Sox and, and even the Cubs, too, I've watched both of them because I'm, I'm not going for punishment. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to roll on either or. <laughs> it's just... With the White Sox, I see it's a young team that obviously has great chances. No, no doubt. Upside. Yeah, a lot of upside. With the Cubs, it's a rebuilding process with some decent prospects that I think with time and Do not use that. Do it, not use that word. <laughs> it is a retooling. It's a retooling. I love... Can I just say, mm-hmm. I love that the fact that, like, rebuild has become like a four-letter word to every <laughs> franchise in in the world yes. no matter what professional genre you're in <laughs> like the fact that and i'll give you a, for instance yeah the atlanta falcons gm came out mm. and said that it's not a rebuild it's a transformation but the transformational autobots rollout <laughs> i'm just like that is fantastic atlanta falcons fly off uh, they should say roll out the way that that stadium <laughs> opens up. It's like a transformer. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it should make the sound, Falling, too. Unfortunately, when, they, yeah. when they open <laughs> Or however it goes. Be, would, yeah, that was pretty good. I'll you. give you that. That was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I just call it what it is, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. You guys, the, the Cubs are in a rebuild mode. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you I mean, went out you went out and had every opportunity you wanted to instead of spending four billion dollars on Chelsea <laughs> to go out there and get yourself a Max Scherzer. Yeah. Get yourself you got Stroman, great. Mm-hmm. Legitimate number one. <laughs> He's number one on your team. He's yeah, that's anybody who says Kyle Hendricks is your number one Listen, right now is full even, of poop. I, like I said this before, even the Orlando Magic and the Houston Rockets need to have a, a, a top scorer on the team, right? They need to have a star Houston's somewhere. Houston's got a legit. Well, yeah. But, Houston's got a legit. But, but that's, but that's a whole still, other story. Right? <laughs> um, no, I for me, it, it, honestly, it's going to be the countdown to see how fast they trade Wilson Contreras. Yeah, that's kind of the big story that <laughs> nobody wants to talk about, obviously, and nobody in the clubhouse is going to say anything about that. But it's clear as day that he is one foot out the door waiting for that opportunity to well, not open just up. That, not just that. I, Honest to God, mm. I think there's a rift between him and Ross. There and could I'm be. I'm not sure exactly what over, whether it's how to call the game or how to, yeah. how to you know, manage the, the pitching. Mm-hmm. Catchers are strong-headed people. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, they're like a coach, basically, yeah. from behind home plate. There's so. a reason, ladies and gentlemen, that, that catchers typically make the best managers mm-hmm. because they see all aspects of the game. Yeah. And they manage the game within the game. Absolutely. So, I mean... That being said, th- th- there's some potential. Like, I could see it being like last year very easily for the Cubs where they get off to that hot start and everybody's mm-hmm. like, ooh. Maybe there's something ah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then all of a sudden, tragedy. <laughs> like, 
like three double digit losing <laughs> streaks instead of two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those who don't remember, it was two 11 game losing streaks. I think it was in one season. I've never seen anything like that before. So I'm sure it's happened, but I've never seen it for the I don't Cubs, think it has. I don't think that's ever happened in that. I don't think it's happened in major league. I think yeah. it was a major league first, but that being said, I, I mean, once again, wh- what are we doing? I will say this much. I do know for a fact the Wilson Contreras trade will not be as bad as every Cubs fan thinks it's going to be. Because <laughs> yeah. if you aren't a true Cubs fan, guess what, Cubs fans? The deepest position on your roster for the Cubs is catcher. Yeah. You have talent yeah, at that catcher position. Yeah. John Hicks, uh, PJ Higgins. I mean, Jan <laughs> Gomez. You've got, you've got some dudes on this team who can make a legit impact if Wilson's gone. Obviously not in the same way, but at yes. this point, at, yes. yes. But at this point, what are you keeping Contreras around for? If anything, just to be the star that sells the tickets, that's all you're really doing with him. And at this point, it's really going to probably be like Strowman. Are you saying Jason Hayward doesn't sell tickets? <laughs> not if he's hitting. What's he hitting right now? A point oh nine five average, folks. Listen. You do not have Jason in twenty one at bats. You do not have Jason Hayward out there for his hitting skills. No, you have him out there for nothing. Defense, baby. Yeah, and you pay him how much money for that? I'm just Unreal. Uh, I'm no, just yeah. it's, but here's the cool thing. It's ridiculous. You have a legitimate center fielder now in yeah. Suzuki. Yes, yes. You, It'll I, be interesting to see who they put out in left field this year. Mm-hmm. It, it'll probably be Ian. I think it'll be Clint Frazier. What do you think? Are they going like to play Hap at second then? Uh, they might. They might, or maybe move them to shortstop, maybe? I mean, I Take feel like these places. <laughs> I because it, well, here's the thing. I feel like Nico Horner is probably going to be their starting shortstop. Uh, this kid Vargas, uh, Madrigal's second the, baseman. Yeah, my, Madrigal's the second baseman. I feel like he may take that spot. I think Hap's in, <clears throat> in left field. Well, the I, thing is with Hap, like you could well in Suzuki too. I feel like you can use those guys. In, like they have a lot of outfielders. Suzuki is a natural center fielder. Yes, though. his position. I want is him field. to be as comfortable as possible yeah. coming from Japanese baseball right. to American baseball. Absolutely, it is a tougher transition than anyone really truly realizes. Yeah, there have been maybe two Japanese players that have made immediate impacts when they've come into the major leagues, and that's Ichiro and Shohei. <laughs> And that's that's the end of the list there, folks. I mean, uh, stop it. He's, he's not he's not a ghost. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is so right. good. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, listen, they, they've got all kinds of guys are going to have to tear through, right? I mean, the problem is, though, is that the more I watch these guys in terms of being, like, strong-armed hitters, like, this is a team that is going to be get on base, move around the base pass, let's get a couple runs scored, and let, and the defense is going to have to hold them. That's going to, they're not going to outscore anybody unless it's these weaker teams. So, okay, your, your infield, from what I understand, your infield is Contreras catching, mm-hmm. yeah. Swindell at first, mm-hmm. Magical at second, uh, Horner, hopefully, at shortstop if he I can would, stay healthy. I would say so. And then Wisdom at third? Yeah. That okay. Would, that would probably be the play. I don't see why Hap's not your, your left fielder. It might not be an everyday left fielder, but I think Hap's going to be a majority of the left field. I mean, he might be because he's the guy that obviously Ross knows. It's just I would love to see him take a step forward, too. If, yeah, if absolutely. Because there's been so much yeah. hype behind Hap. Right, yeah. <laughs> Well, because the problem is, is that, okay, so if Suzuki and 
let's say Hayward are controlling like that center field spot, then at left in left field, Hayward's in right. Well, yeah, Hayward. In Hayward's in right. right at this point. Yeah, but like I, just just put the figurine out there, ladies and gentlemen. For God's sakes. He will be out yeah. there. But, like, so at left field, I mean, then you've got Ian Happ, Rafael Ortega, who I think at this point is just going to have to take a back seat at this point, probably go back to the minors. But I, I like Clint Frazier. I think he's, one, he's batted really well so far. He's had really good defensive plays. Why does that name sound so familiar to me? Clint Frazier? Yeah. Former Yankee. Okay. Former Yankee, I believe, first he was a first-round draft was pick. He a th- was he a third Baseman there was he always an outfielder? He was always an outfielder. He was okay. yeah. Why is I, that? Is that a different Frazier I'm thinking of? You might be thinking of uh, Adam Frazier. That might be the or guy me, or, or the other Frazier that played for the White Sox that shall not be named <laughs> uh, by my account. That played for the U.S. team. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, look, I. I, I, maybe I'm assessing a little bit over this guy, but I like him. I like his style, and, and that's great. But like, you also need guys that are and, and let, let's call it what it is. Yeah. Hap hasn't gone a season yet without being injured somehow. Right. There haven't. I. They may go part time with him. Who knows? Yeah. I. I mean, and you might, like you said, you might just platoon Hap and Suzuki. Yeah. To let Suzuki get comfortable playing American baseball. Absolutely. Um. It, it's the lineup is going to be interesting to see with the Cubs. The rotation, no, is uh is going to be another fun one to look at. Uh. Because I thought, I honestly thought there were some guys on this roster that were going to make it. Uh, we've heard now Mark Leiter Jr. now is going to be out. Uh, I thought he was going to, he looked like he was pitching very well. The Not, crappier of the Leiter brothers? <laughs> yes. I haven't even seen the, the, the top draft pick kid. I haven't seen his youngest kid. I'm interested to see how he looks. I'm though. shocked he's not on the rotation. <laughs> I you am you too. want me to be real? Yeah, like, I'm what, what do you too. have to. Texas Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> Texas Rangers, what do you have to lose at yeah. this point? Like, Another seriously. billion dollars down the drain with your, all your players. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, no, look, uh, Strowman's looked great. I mean, he's going to be your ace, I, I assume. Hendricks, he's just looking slower. I mean, he just he's just looking like the age is catching up to him at this point. And as far as the rest of the – you can't put Alex Mills out there. I'm sorry. Again, what I saw against the Rockies, dude was 50 pitches into the second inning and he got shelled for like three home runs. You can't do that. So I, I, I'll i ask you this, David, because I'm struggling to find how this rotation is going to play out. So, I mean, just real quick for it – where do you see like this Cubs rotation potentially going to? I mean, they've got some guys, but I just I don't see enough. No, there's if not. If there's anything. Well, but see, here's the thing. You don't have a guy on that rotation that throws over 95. Yeah. On a consistent basis. Right. These are spot pitchers. If they're not hitting their spots, it's going to be a very long season for the Cubs. Yeah. Very long. Absolutely. So that being said, honestly, <laughs> I, Cubs are either... Next to last or last in this division this year, man. Well, uh, and, and and that's saying a lot because <laughs> if if nobody realizes, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates opening day starter is Quintana. Okay, well that <laughs> says it all there, folks. I'll just say this real quick before we get in here. Uh, Justin Steele is a name to look out for as a maybe potential starter. Yeah, that's He's looked really good. Uh, but when we do come back here, folks, it's Masters time. That's right. We got to kick it off. Go into Augusta, ladies and gentlemen. We'll give you your odds next here on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Oh, 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 oh
going until it hits. I'm not going till it hits. Swing it like a boomerang, a tank come around, round one, hit the top, top. I've just found out about this, ladies and gentlemen, Golf Boys. Check it out. <laughs> this is banger. old. This is 2011, 2013, guys. I did not like, even know that. Um, oh, it's so good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're ready because I'm here with some golf boys here for Blow the Whistle yeah. here on SportstownChicago.com. I'm Andrew Valentin. I'm still here with David Dykstra. And joining us is golfing enthusiast and I guess uh, a, a, one of the grandest... Masters, we're going to call him Masters Insider. Masters Insider. Uh, Mike Acaro, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, thank you so much for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, I listen, obviously, yes, if you guys don't know, the Masters uh, coming up this weekend, believe it or not. It is It is going down, ladies and gentlemen. Last year, I'm, I was very happy with last year's outcome because I won quite a bit of money. Thank you, Matsuyama. Uh, <laughs> but obviously the question I have to all the fans out there, and then I'm going to ask you boys in here, with the 2022 Masters coming up, who is your pick to potentially win this thing? Who is your favorite? Who do you feel is maybe going to be the person that possibly disappoints? And is there anybody that you think could be a surpriser for you as well? Mike, since you are our guest, why do you not... Let's, let's start with you, my friend. All right. Well, first, I'm going to tell you, don't pick Matsuyama again. Okay. Okay. Because there's only been three repeats in Masters history. Right. So and we're not going to see Gray was one of them. Yes. 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 Tiger, Jack Nicholas, and right. Nick Faldo. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I forgot about Nick. In 1990. Mm-hmm. Nick's a beast. Like, Nick, I yes, don't think yeah. Nick Faldo gets enough credit for being as great as he was. He's a fantastic commentator. Oh, yeah. he's unbelievable. Um, yeah. My odds on, I mean, the odds on favorite, mm-hmm. obviously, is John Rahm, which makes no sense because he's the you know, world ranking number every, two. Every tournament. Every single one that he's <laughs> in. Every right. tournament. Uh, my favorite, my personal favorite mm-hmm. to win this is, is Colin Morikawa. He's at uh, 20 to 1 right now. His last five tournaments, tied ninth, tied 68th, which isn't the best. Yeah. Missed a cut. It's going to happen from time to time. But then he's tied for second and tied for fifth. Best ball striker on tour, hands down. And at Augusta, that's what you need. Would you say best ball striker or would you say best iron player? Okay, well, iron players, yeah, okay, that's more accurate. I To me, don't get me no, wrong. No, you're right. When he won the, the PGA championship that was at his home course, mm-hmm. he hit that drive to the green that oh, was just uh-huh. epic. So I don't want to necessarily take away from his driving and wood play. But to me, it seems like where he excels is his iron play. No, yeah. yeah, you're right. And he's the best, I'll say iron player, because you're right. Ball striking is obviously a lot more than just your irons. <laughs> um, there's one guy that <laughs> I was looking into stuff, and I thought that he would be a good play, and that's Cameron Champ, right? He's plus 20,000. <laughs> Did you actually get the facts and went, okay, maybe I was yeah, wrong? Yeah, he's <laughs> plus 20,000, okay? And I'm still going to put some money down on him, okay? He, I'm gonna be, he has not played great. At all. Mm -hmm. But his last two appearances in the Masters are 26th and 19th. And experience, in my opinion, matters, especially at Augusta. And sometimes, and I'll be the first one to admit it, there are certain guys that just are horrible on tour, but somehow get to Augusta and just play well. Not necessarily well enough to win, but 
to make a little noise. Absolutely. I mean, you get you get those guys every time where you hear about they struggled during the tour, they struggled at this matchup, that golf course, and then all of a sudden they get to like these big major tournaments, and it's like, what happened? They like turn it on, right? I mean, you you see it a lot of with these guys when. Oh, who am I thinking of? Uh, it was Zalatoris, I think it was, where he had. Hey now. Yeah, well, I know, I know. Hey now. He, had, I've seen. Well, because I saw what was it? And a little respect on that. One name. of his last big tournaments, they were saying he had some struggles here and there, but all of a sudden, all, you see him turn it on, and you go, "Okay, so this guy can play. This guy can step up when the moment's there." And look, obviously, we've seen guys like Tiger. They go out there and they dominate, and that's what it's all about—taking in that kind of moment. So, I, I totally agree with that. I for me, uh, I'm gonna stick with my boy Will. Okay, <laughs> Zalatoris. Uh, to me, he showed me more than Morikawa did last year. Okay, it. I think Morikawa got caught up in the moment, and I granted, I think Morikawa had more on him than Zalatoris did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the weight of a nation. Yeah, on him, but Zalatoris just looked like the coolest cucumber. He's the people's <laughs> champ. It's just like the coolest cucumber in all the world. <laughs> just walking around. No smiles. No nothing. Yeah. He's burying putts and you're going, this kid's unflappable. Yeah. Uh, and if he gets off to a decent start the first two days, that's the thing about the Masters. You've got to be within striking distance come Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have to be hot out the gate. No. No. You do just not have to be, be hot out the gate. Be there. Be you have to pace yourself. Yeah. You know? Be yeah. there. And that's that's uh, and you're going to see names that you probably haven't seen him. The who I would fade, and I don't even know if he's playing. I don't think he is. I haven't heard that he is yet. Deshambo showing up? Yes, I mean he played. La- he played, I believe, at the. He did play. Yeah, he did play mm-hmm. last week. I he's I, coming off the wrist injury. I will fade Deshambo at Augusta <laughs> National every single time because he's he's the guy that thinks he can overpower that course. Yeah. And Augusta has made enough changes after the Tiger fallout <laughs> that yes. you that you cannot overpower that. You have course. to respect it. You, you have can. to respect it. And at Augusta, more than. A lot of other places, it's about where you hit the ball because two feet to the left or two feet to the right, you're going to be 50 yards a different direction. You got to pick yeah. your courses. You know, yeah. there's certain courses you can hit it into the rough and hit it on the green easy, but at Augusta is is not the place that that's going to happen. You got to make sure that your angles are right. Yeah. You're hitting to spots. You're not looking to just pound. It's the ball. course management over, over the ability to hit it 450 yards. Okay. Yeah. I, and that's, that's why he's plus 3,800 because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the odds aren't in his favor. Right. Uh, and I'm sure the big question is, right. Do we, do you put money on tiger? Yeah, and I, I sprinkle right some now, Monday, right. money. It's Monday, so I'm going to say not yet. Wait yeah. till Wednesday until like he's for he, sure. He officially play. announces. Is yeah. that the day he's officially announcing? Well, he, Wednesday? he, he, he said pulled, game time. Okay, yeah, okay. he pulled a he I pulled an NBA game, yeah, yeah. game time game decision. decision. I love that. If Tiger I love can play every though, moment of that he has a chance to win because I, I don't think he plays unless he feels like he has a chance to. win. I think this is the first time you may see Tiger do the par three competition, so he can have some fun with Charlie. Right. I mean, he's plus five thousand right now, according to CBS Sports. That's that's how I have him on here. So I, I'm also going to be interested to see if he asks. I think he will never ask the PGA for an exemption to use a cart. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to see if he would. Like, if he gets into contention those first two days, if he plays and gets into contention, does he then go to Augusta and be like, "Hey, 
have this in my back pocket so I can use a cart the last two days and mm-hmm. be fresh. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it, 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 it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm actually with, uh, I'm with you, Mike on, uh, Morikawa. I'm, I, I, I mean, we were already talking about this kind of beforehand, obviously, but the more and more I looked at him play and the more and more I looked at his numbers and stuff, like you said, he, he's played pretty well. And obviously, I, I like the momentum he's kind of carried going into this. So I think that could be something. And I'm, I'm, that's kind of my thing. I'm a momentum guy, right? When you have a little bit of success kind of going for you, there's a lot of push behind you. I feel like that can be the thing that takes you. I'm still thinking, I'm sticking with uh, Usti's. Who's I'm so Ustazen. sorry. I, the, these names no, are like hockey names. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I I know. I but I watch it. Listen, <laughs> I watch I watch golf as much as anybody, and I will still hack it. I couldn't get more cow out of my mouth last if, year. If, if anything, just I'm just pronouncing it phonetically. Okay, I can't just, say it now because I'm like Ustazen. Ustazen. I like him as like my dark horse potentially coming out. I've. I've thought he's looked really good in some tournaments that I've seen thus far. He's one of those guys that is just consistent. Yeah. He's never not going to be in a tournament. Like uh, any major, Mm -hmm. I'll pick him to make the cut and probably be top top 20 almost every time. Are you talking about Brooks Koepka? No, stop it. (laughs) I I figured something (laughs) like that was coming. Tell him to go dye his hair back to its original (laughs) color, and then we'll talk. Yeah. Jeez. Um, Major Brooks Kepka, everybody. <laughs> Mark it down. Is that your dark horse? <laughs> well, I know I will, he's a favorite. I know. But. And, it, and I'm biased. What, what I'm, are Kepka's odds this week? I am a huge Brooks Kepka fan, so we'll put that up. But I, in all majors, I will definitely put some money on him. Well, yeah. yeah. Brooks Kepka right now, according to CBS Sports, this is he's plus 2,000 on mine. Right, so. yeah. And That's his, nice. His last five matches. not bad. He's missed one cut, tied yep. seventh, tied second, tied eleventh, and tied sixteenth. I'd probably, I'd probably pay him. Play, I'd probably play him top ten. I don't yeah. necessarily see. I hate picking out rights. Yeah, it's uh, so hard. It's, it's difficult. It's golf is and especially so now, there's so many players. I have a are, list in front of me. Just there's twenty players well, in front of me that all not, have a chance to win. We're not even talking about the hottest player in golf, golf right now. Yeah. Right. Scotty Scheffler wins three of his last five, and, and that's the first time we mentioned his name. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like, no one's talking about Scheffler yeah. at all. Like, even the major networks are just well, like, well, what about Tiger? What about, you know, Bruce Kepka? Right. Well, Mark Howell with the popular repeat. names and stuff. I mean, when does it die out, though? I, I, you win three out of five. I mean, when does it, when do you miss the cut? <laughs> or does he? Or or does he go That's on one point, of those yeah. epic rum runs like Kepka did? Maybe you, could, you know. You right, know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it's just it. That's I the mean, great thing about golf. You could see one of these transcendent runs that Tiger right. had, that Kepka had, that you know these elite guys have. But then all of a sudden, something gets tweaked in their swing that they don't realize. And all of a sudden, they're they're five to ten yards off to where they want to be, and it messes with their mojo. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, if if Shuffler can finish, probably what top ten, even top twenty, I I'd mean, pick him top five. It, I yeah. would definitely pick him top five. He's played well in He's, Augusta. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So I mean, if he can finish there, I mean, going forward with everything else, I mean, if if this guy finish, if, if he continues on this path, I think we'll start talking about him a lot more than these other guys. I think because of the fact that you got like Tiger and all these other guys in there, kind of almost overshadows the fact that this guy's been he, that Scheffler's done so well. Well, and here's the other thing about he's not a charismatic 
yes, kind of he's, he goes out there and just plays. He's very I think the first faced. time that anybody's kind of even really seen emotion out of him was at Ryder Cup. And I kind I kind of feel like he's he's rode that momentum from the Ryder Cup into this season. It's like Patrick Cantlay a lot in yeah. that match, where we saw it in the President's Cup the year before that. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is going to do it for the Masters picks. Obviously, let us know who you picked. Again, hit us up, Blow 2 Whistle 1, uh, who you're putting the money down on. Mike Accaro, thank you so much, man, for joining us for this Masters pick. Uh, I hope you can win some money. One of, some of us can win some money, man. But thank you so much for joining us, man. Appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Absolutely, Mike. man. Well, more Kawa. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get down in the wrestling ring. That's right. Talking about WrestleMania, the big events, the big matches that happened this weekend right here on, on Blow the Whistle here on SportstownChicago.com. <laughs> Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, you are here rocking it out with the best of the rest. Feels like such a 70s kind of vibe on the It's the weekend. I know. This is the WrestleMania theme, baby. Uh, Yeah, I know. Uh, Very cool. Very much love it. Absolutely. And speaking of that, welcome here to Blow the Whistle, ladies and gentlemen, here on SportsHouseChicago.com. You ready? Well, you better be, because I'm Andrew Valentin <laughs> here with David Dykstra. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the big event, WrestleMania 38, ladies and gentlemen. It took place over the weekend. And David, obviously a very avid wrestling fan. Yeah, just a little bit. Know. Just yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, I myself have now kind of returned back to I've it. gotten him back into it, ladies gotten and gentlemen. <laughs> My enthusiasm is contagious. Yeah, it's. I will say... I'm still not as big a fan as I once was maybe long ago. There needs to listen <laughs> for for that for all the old school ni- mid 90s early 2000s it's people kind of to I come was. back. Yeah. There needs to be that transcendent person absolutely again mm-hmm. for the WWE. Yeah. And- I don't necessarily see that person yet. Yeah. I mean Roman's getting close. He's he's Roman's now getting, getting to that point that they wanted him to be at when they Roman, brought him in. But see, and it, I talked to forcing I talked to, yes. I talked to you about the evil mm-hmm. series that's on Peacock. Yes, that was the best inside look into Roman mm-hmm. and going. This is who Roman really is in real life. Yeah. He's a little bit of an a hole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like you know what? If that's if that's the case, because listen. Nobody ever said being a heel, being the bad guy, doesn't mean you can't be the top dude. But see, if you look at the guys that transcend right. the sport, Absolutely. the rock, right. the rock is the rock just cranked up to 11. Absolutely. Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. is Stone Cold Steve Austin in real life. Yeah. Just cranked up to 11. Absolutely. John Cena is John Cena <laughs> cranked up to 11. Like right. all these guys are who they it's are you, in real life. Right. It's your personality. Just you take it up to the next you level. You pump it. It's like I'm typically not as boisterous off right. air. I can be, but I typically am not. You're giving away the kayfabe, man. I know. I'm so kayfabe. <laughs> that was, and, and let me just say this. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to kind of talk here. And if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Pop in, feel free. I, I want your opinions too. For sure. I think two of the best things that happened this weekend mm-hmm. were the fact that they gave Undertaker time. Yeah. Because you got to see behind the curtain. Dude, and it, well, let me say this because under for those who don't know, like, I we got a question from a fan. Maybe one day we'll do it. It was a Mount Rushmore because we 
do these Mount Rushmore things on X-Bomb of wrestlers. And I thought I'd save it for Blow the Whistle one day for you and me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even Tyler, too, if he wants to, to jump in on that. Uh, we bring uh, Darius yeah, in. Yeah, yeah Dar- absolutely. My we new partner, it. by the way, if y'all get a chance, check us out. Mm-hmm. The Lockup. Uh, we're going to try and do a weekly podcast and send it out to everybody. Yep. We had a little bit of a technical issue last week, so that's why I didn't, okay. <laughs> I didn't put that one out. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, check that out. But like, I want to do like a Mount Rushmore for wrestlers. For me, he goes on that Mount Rushmore for wrestlers because he was one of the big names oh. that I saw when I started like There's never going to be anybody like him no, ever again. Because when ever. I started watching wrestling, I said... Okay, this is because like I didn't know anything about wrestling. In all fairness, didn't know anything about it. It's the early two thousands. I'm watching it, and I see this man walking out of smoke in this, it, 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 with this just darkness to himself. And I'm going, "Who is this man?" And then obviously he had this then transition period where he was on a bike and stuff, which I was the like, American badass, yeah, which was cool too. By the way, there was so much he about knew him when it was time to freshen the gimmick. Exactly, and then he just goes right back to being the dead man himself. It was perfect, and that's why, and he was so dominant, so good, and he hardly said anything, really, as his character. Well, and the and the crazy thing is, he kept that up outside the ring. Which he is was great. A, he was an old-school wrestler that yeah. believed in the K-Fab. I am my and, character, that is who I am. Yeah, and that's what built the mystique. Yeah. It absolutely built the mystique. But to see behind the closed doors, to see the relationships that he had with other wrestlers, the only faux pas that I saw in his speech is Mm -hmm. that he didn't thank Mick Foley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And there's been a little bit of backlash from the Foley family over that. Yeah. I get it. You're doing a speech. You don't really have time or you just forget. I'm sure it wasn't intentional by Taker by any means. I think he stuck to the people that meant more to him in his career. Of course. And, and then, I, and then to give Triple H his moment that was great. on at the beginning of day two, mm-hmm. where he could leave his boots in the middle of the ring, it, it's a it's a traditional sign for an amateur wrestler or a professional wrestler to show that they are retiring. Yep, uh, really good, really it's good. Such a shame that it had to like end the way it did for him. But at the <sighs> same time, too, I also say this like. It feels like it's the right time for him to do it because he's, I think, been really good for he's the business. He's got a pacemaker on his heart now. Exactly. There's, like, yeah, he, yeah, what, exactly. He, what he came out and said was, I don't think anybody wants to see me in a match and get shocked by my pacemaker. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not any means. But for what he's doing from behind the scenes is kind of like helping to run the show. I think he's done a great job with it, too. And I think that's kind of where his, where where at this point his career is kind of. NXT would not be what it is without, yeah. without Triple H. Absolutely. Now, granted, Vince got so upset that NXT was getting more (laughs) steam than WWE was at the time that he goes, okay, I'm going to take this away from you a little bit. Right. Also, Triple H has been ill with what he's been going through, so Mm -hmm. he hasn't had his fingers in it as much as possible. That being said... Night one of I let let's start it off yeah. with the NXT stand yeah. and deliver mm-hmm. pretty decent pay per view yeah some surprises Dolph Ziggler retaining the NXT title did not see that coming no I thought for sure they were gonna put Braun <laughs> Break Breaker over speaking of which spitting image of his dad yes Rick Steiner <laughs> Good absolutely God God it, that the genetics in that family is insane I, I know Scott and Rick and now you got Bron Braun so crazy Braun Breaker's got Scott Steiner's physique 
and his dad's charisma. That is ridiculous. It's a perfect. There's combo. a reason that kid's getting a push. Oh yeah. This uh, the ladder match for the NXT North American title was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Even though there was a guy, I think a uh, Waller broke his arm on that dive. See? dive off of the I saw, ladder. I saw that. I and think I was he like, broke his arm. I'm like, I'm, it looked bad, but I was kind of like... That was, was a bad miss. Okay. That was a bad miss. You're Jeez. supposed to hit your side. Yeah. He hit full on arm. Oh, full I, on arm. See, I didn't catch that. I saw I saw where he fell on, on social media and stuff, because I, obviously I got the updates that were coming through on it and stuff, and I see the fall, and I'm like... Ooh, that was like a nasty hit, but I, I figured I'm like, oh, it's just, oh no, it's okay. the way he reacted, he either sold it really, really well, or he messed <laughs> or, up his arm. Yeah, um, Mandy Rose retaining the NXT title, women's NXT title, was mm-hmm. a little shocking. Yeah, I thought for sure one of the three girls, Kaylee Ray, Io, or the new girl, and I can't quite remember uh, her name. I, what was her name? Casey, Candy, yeah, something Candy, like that. Something yeah. like that. But anyway, uh, moving forward, mm-hmm. we're probably going to go long, but I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't have to leave it's, for a while. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it's it's your it's your forte, my friend. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, day one. Yeah. Uh, great way to start it off uh, with the Usos. I liked it. I thought it was a good match. Uh, both women's matches, in my eye, were phenomenal. Oh, I... Th- the Although I heard there was a wardrobe malfunction that I did not see, so <laughs> yes, what the I not not to whatever uh, the Raw Women's Championship, uh, Bianca Belair is that how you say her name? Bianca Belair, Bianca and, Belair and, and Becky Lynch, Lynch lived up to every single freaking thing that you could ever want out of a women's title match. That was a great match, that- and I will be the first one to sit here and tell you, Becky Lynch took the women's division to a plateau where it's never been before. Yeah. I think if they give Bianca the chance, Bianca could take it into the stratosphere. Absolutely. Well, I, by the way, too, for those who don't know the way they end the, this thing started with, what was it? The Texas Southern university band oh, or whatever. Yeah. It just gave that, that you, like, that, that just pumped me up. That was just like, Oh, there's something for about a, a, a and I love HBCU yeah. college band yes coming out and doing that that is just beautiful and they did and i felt like they that that set up everything perfectly and that was the proper way to do it because that was a huge match and considering how that how that whole situation played out how it was bianca at the end you know winning beating becky lynch the way that that the way that it ended was just beautiful i thought uh the drew mcintyre happy corbin one can go yeah. Even though I hear Drew McIntyre's getting a push and is going to be the next, is he? yeah. Which oh yeah, we were just we were just yeah. talking about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're not happy about that. I if it's going to be a fight, yeah, I'm down. Absolutely. Like, and we'll get into day two here in a little bit, right? Like that match last the the biggest main event of all time. Mm-hmm. That's what it should have been. Yeah. And if it's going to be like that with him and Drew, right? I'm down. Yeah, I don't need to see technical stuff with these guys. Right, these bruisers, these guys that are fighters. I yeah. just don't. Just go if it's one gonna on be one. A, if it's going to be a fight, let it be a fight. Right. I'm good with that. Go up and down that ring. Go all the way outside of it. Do whatever Absolutely. you got to do. Let it be a fight. Let it Absolutely. be a match. Absolutely. My two favorite moments of night one. <laughs> I know where they the, are. The pop that Kenny or that Cody got. Yeah. I did not expect that. If you have not seen it, folks, Cody Rhodes 
coming in. I mean, the, the, everybody it knew just, it was Cody. That's the thing that pissed <laughs> me off. It's like you've been teasing Cody. Yeah. Or everybody kind of knew this was going to happen for about two to three weeks yeah. that Cody Rhodes had signed with WWE, mm-hmm. and more than likely he was the opponent for Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Yeah. Why would you not want to build that pre WrestleMania and get a good storyline? Yeah. A quick one, but a good one. Right. May build the momentum and I'm stupid. <laughs> Cause boy did he go over. I I guess there's something to be said for keeping it a surprise. Well, not keeping it a surprise, but like obviously you know what well, it is. It's Vince McMahon. You don't get you to can see sit it. there and yeah. say it's Cody Rhodes and then all of a sudden. Shane McMahon shows right, up. Exactly. You know what I'm Somebody saying? Somebody could come out of nowhere. But I th- I guess there's something to be said for, okay, yes, you might know who it is, but we're not gonna we're not gonna let this one out of the box yet. And as soon as you do, it doesn't matter. You still know what the toy is, right? You still <laughs> I mean that's what I equate it to, right? You still know what the toy is, but even when you open you're it up, the you person, go, you're yeah. the person with the 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 <laughs> toy with the kitty cat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, just dangling yeah. in front and then finally you let them have it and they're still having fun no matter what. And that w- and I mean that match was physical that was a great i mean we watched it afterwards the kind of the cody Rhodes afterwards and you could see bumps and bruises and i mean he was beat up but it was great and obviously with seth rollins who's a a, amazing wrestler in my by my account i thought it was a great match for them yeah no matter what phenomenal sell it or not sell it beforehand they still did a great job uh the other one of course you know you you can say what you want to say nostalgia is is what nostalgia is the biggest pop of the night. I mean, that everybody gla- loves that, man. That glass hit. That place <laughs> erupted. Bam, ba- dum, 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 dum. Oh, I mean, you just, hit the rift. And the fact, <laughs> there were some really great moments. And I don't know if anybody caught them except for me. I'm sure people did. <laughs> but for God's sakes, Kevin Owens, you are a brilliant, brilliant performer. He's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Stone I'm- Colds comes out. Yep. And then goes back, proceeds to go back into the back. And Kevin Owens proceeds to start talking to the commentators. See, I told you he was going to punk out, blah, yep. blah, blah. Like, talking trash. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Stone Cold comes out on the four-wheeler. Yep. <laughs> almost dumps it. Yeah, he. Well, yeah, that's right. He at almost, the top. He almost lost it there for a while. Almost dumps it at the top. I hate four-wheelers, by the way. <laughs> proceeds to come down. Yeah. Starts going around the ring. They panned it. Kevin Owens, I don't know if you saw this or not. Mm. He's yawning. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. same old stick. Mm-hmm. Oh, just oh, brilliant. So good. He is such a good, I mean, uh, absolutely amazing. And then doesn't let Stone Cold get all four corners. Goes, ah, ah this is my show. Yep. Get down off there. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> and then proceeds to get in. The The match started off rough. Yeah. It felt like to me he was Stone Cold was either nervous or he hasn't really done it in a, enough in a while. It's been a hot minute. His for him, kicks I have looked to his kicks looked awful. Well, and I heard too he's dealing with some. I guess his knees are. Pretty, oh, his knees are horrible. His, his, he's on like his third or fourth knee surgery, something like that. Like he's going through it, folks. Like so, there were limitations to what he could or could not do because he is like what. See, and I have an issue like with that, the crowd. Right? They oh, were really? counting the stomps. Yeah. That's not what Stone Cold wanted. Right. Do you know what he wanted? Mm. He wanted the what chant. Yeah. He wanted every time he kicked him. That's what? a classic, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. So you messed up there, Dallas. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, But it seemed, 
as bad as it sounds, it seems like the more beer he got into his system, <laughs> the looser he got and yeah. the more into the match he got. Mm-hmm. And his suit plays at the top of the ramp yeah. were phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Like hitting the Stone Cold Stunner, great. Oh, yeah. But my favorite moment of that match is the old school classic chair miss hits the rope and comes back and hits Kevin Owens in the face. Yes. That was, I laughed so hard because no one's done it since Kurt Angle. Yeah. It's been a long time. And I was like, oh, he brought it back. That is amazing. I could, well, when it happened, I was like, where? I mean, like the first thing I went through my mind is like, I've seen this before, but I wasn't sure where. And now Kurt Angle used to do it all the time. He'd be facing like Eddie Guerrero or somebody like that. And he'd swing, miss and hit the ropes and come back and hit him in the face. Oh, Oh. it was classic. And and that, but that's what like, that's what's great about Kevin Owens. We've talked about this before. He does such a great job with other wrestlers. And the fact that he's also very athletic for a big guy helps out so much. Nobody knows this, but those two are actually really good friends. Yes. And the reason that Stone Cold agreed to it is because Kevin had enough respect for Stone Cold to go and ask Stone Cold to use his finisher. Mm-hmm. And, and Stone Cold goes, about goddamn time somebody asked me for my finisher. It's a damn good finisher. Yeah. I mean, do I mean, if it's not the RKO I'm seeing people do like online in challenges, which I think is overplayed at this point, it's people hitting the stunners on people. Tag with that, dude. I know. Let, let's move to night two. I'm just, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah. segue to night two because that match, <laughs> that three-way dance yes. for the titles mm-hmm. was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had, you had. I was not street, expecting that. Street <laughs> profits are legit. Yeah. They are legit. Team. There's a lot of people that I know did not like when they first came about. I, this they, is thought what it, I they, they thought, thought it, it was, it was all thing. hype. Yeah, they thought it they was, thought like it was all hype. Oh, by the way, uh, I, 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 I need to bring this up. Yeah. Shad getting the Warrior Award. That was. I have never cried so much in my entire I, I was bawling my eyes out the moment it started. As somebody who was a fan of Crime Time. I I love JTD J, JTG and Shad when because they were the first two guys who like I think legit could come out the way that they did with so much enthusiasm a great theme song by the way too I mean we played it here for God's sakes on the radio show at one point and it made me so happy to hear that because I I mean I would tell this too as a guy who played those video games a ton JTG and Shad were some of my favorites to play with they were my favorites to watch. And yeah, Shad being the guy that got that award, I, I was in the same boat. I was like, I was so happy for him. By the way, too, was it the was it SmackDown or that it happened where JTG JTG and his son? That was the, at that was that was at the yeah, Hall of Fame yeah, yeah, ceremony. Yeah, the Hall of Fame ceremony. They do the they did the oh, classic the handshake. Time. Oh, it broke my heart. Yeah, it but was I amazing. loved it at the same time yeah. too. RIP to you, Shad man. RIP to you. Um, yeah, but, but okay, going back to yeah, yeah, night yeah. two. Unbelievably great triple threat match for yes. for the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will say this real just real quick on this. Gable Stevenson looks like he's ready for some action. That I didn't took realize, his, like that I was I was to me it was like oh god another amateur wrestler and yeah. I I made an effort to watch the amateur wrestling mm-hmm. the NCAA championships this year yeah to see him right he's got charisma. He, Out the yin yang. He is the first guy I will say probably since like I would probably say since Kurt Ankle that you could probably say he's got everything built into his system 
to go from being that classic Greco-Roman wrestler Chad, to Don't being, discount Chad Gable now. Oh, yeah, Chad Gable. I, I always forget about his, him. Yeah. His, That's right. His character right now is fantastic. Yeah. So annoying. That's I, but I, it's, I, I forgot the, about that. And yes. the, oh, thank you. Yes. It's so good. I think when I think that too, I mean, you could build something from that with what I tell you, Gable and what Stevenson, I tell you, like that. what I tell you. Yeah. I, it, it could happen. WWE. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, bring back the old Minnesota wrecking crew. Now that Brock's lung lost clean mm-hmm. to Roman Reigns and everybody's like, well, what's Brock going to do now? Yeah. Build it back up. Minnesota Wrecking Crew faction. You team him up with his one of his best friends, Shelton Benjamin. You bring in Gable Stevenson is the new guy, and you get one other dude from Minnesota. Yeah, and you just go off. That would be a great combination. They won't do it because you know no, uh, they don't like. Hey, creative. (laughs) My name's David Dykstra. I'll do wonders. Um. I want to talk about this one though because we were just talking about it. It was the Bobby Lashley almost almost yeah, Omos, excuse me yeah, almost no, um, right. yeah almost 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 almost. We were talking about it. You didn't like the fact that or, well not I you was, didn't like I, but you were I surprised. Was surprised. You were surprised that, that Bobby they Lashley put Bobby won. over. Yeah. Yes, I thought this was going to be an Andre the Giant kind of run mm-hmm. where he goes undefeated for quite a while in singles competition before. Yeah. That big matchup. Right. That big matchup. So, yeah, it was a little shocking. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I'm a big fan of Bobby L. Ashley. I like the fact that he won. But I feel like this is where you can take that momentum and say, okay, he has lost to Bobby Lashley. But now it's like, okay, who can beat him, right? Well, Bobby Lashley just beat him, right? So now you say he beats everybody. And then you kind of bring it to this like is, a head maybe for Bobby Lashley, you think? This might be like this might be a three three match feud. Okay. I could see Omos and Lashley fighting again at kind of your like at WrestleMania backlash. You're like uh your your next big like build up for like Omos. So now you say Omos wins this fight against Lashley going into backlash and then from there he just goes on this like a terror. Either that kind of or thing. they have they have the rubber match. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. And then then from there yeah, I proved that it was a fluke that he won kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Um AJ and Edge lived up to every single that was bit a good one. of the 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 hub. Yeah. Uh little more methodical than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that pace worked for them. And I think it's a pace that nobody's ever really used to AJ working, but he can right. work it. I mean, I t- we've talked we kind of talked about this earlier. I feel like because they're all both a little bit older, maybe they kind of took it a little bit slower just for Edge's kind of sake, just so he can kind of get a little bit stronger play, I at least in Edge's, his favor. I think Edge is in the best condition of his life. He seems though. like he looks like he's still in yeah. good shape to keep it going, but I, he looks better than he did when he was actually wrestling I, back in the day. But I think if you would have had Styles kind of, you know, flying all over the place, I feel like Edge might have maybe been a little bit more tired, a little bit faster. So maybe it wouldn't have been, you know, moves may not have been as clean as they have been before, but who knows? And then you have the introduction to the new faction, (laughs) which I am super excited about. That's going to look good. Oh, if it's just him and Damien priest, I'm Mm going to be pissed. (laughs) Cause there's a guy who had his final NXT match on Saturday and to bring him into that fold as well. That would be a good combo. Tomasa Ciampa deserves to be in that faction. <laughs> that would, that and he could good. go back. He could go back to doing the Blackheart again. Yeah, that he did in NXT, which was really successful and carried that company for a time when some of the big names were out. 
Uh, what were some? Oh, I mean, we got to talk about the, the, the Knoxville. Knoxville <laughs> and Sami Zayn was exactly what it needed to be. Entertaining, fun. We man got over want? bigger than anybody in that match. Dude, I was not. Ex- no, I don't think anybody I don't was think expecting. Anybody that. saw that coming. Wait, as soon as you saw Zayn go underneath the, the the ring, and then you see him go for his face, and you go, "What happened?" And I was just like. Oh, please let it be. And then Wee Man pops out. I was like, yes, yes. And he looked great. He looked, he got his shots in. He slammed Zane. He hit his spots better than pretty much anybody else I, in that match. I just really including wanted. Including Johnny. I just really wanted Johnny to just take Wee Man and just like, just slam him on Zane. I would, I wanted something like that to happen. A couple of the props didn't go off the yeah. way they should have, but. Doesn't That's to be expected. Anything. Yeah. It's still entertainment. It was still fun. Exactly. Pontius is Pontius. Absolutely. Good. The <laughs> only one I was a little upset wasn't there was Steve-O. I wish Steve-O had been there. You know, I I, I was I kind of was hoping, I, I said this to you, I was hoping like they would just all bum rush the stage, just the whole crew, and I was just like, here we go, folks. It's the, it's the Jack crew coming together again and, and just, just all out massive brawl kind of thing. Lesnar's match with Reigns was what it was supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fight. It's supposed to be and that Both of match. them hitting their, their shots, mm-hmm. both of them doing what they do. If... I swear on all that's good in the world. If The Rock doesn't show up in the next month to challenge <laughs> Roman Reigns for next year's WrestleMania, I'm going to be Because Reigns ain't dropping that title this year. Yeah. He's going to have it for another year, ladies and gentlemen. Just get used to it. Mm-hmm. Just get, And I don't mind it at this point. And I will, I mean. If this was old Roman Reigns, yeah. the, the Mr. Smiley, I'd have an issue. But he's got an edge to him now. The, the best thing they ever did was put yep. Paul Heyman with him. Yep. I was going to say, ever since he got with Paul Heyman, it has been brilliant with him. I mean, I was one of those guys who I was thinking about getting back into wrestling. I saw Roman Reigns. I saw a lot of people complaining. I was like, let's see what this is about. Watching a few of those, I started to see why people were upset. You're trying to make a guy who doesn't really, like you said, watch the evil thing on Peacock. I'm about to when I get home. You're trying to push a guy who's more set for being, I think, more the bad guy than you are. The Usos, the yeah, sit at at the interview and go. This is not who Joe is. Yeah. Joe is a little bit of an a hole. You're pushing a guy to try and be something he's not. Like you said, be yourself times 11, 12, whatever it is. You, you, this is you exactly spinal what, tap it. You turn right. it to eleven. Yeah, exactly. This is who Roman. And I love this Roman Reigns. This is the perfect guy that you want as a face in your organization. And and it played out great between him and Brock. Okay, and then. Pat McAfee, like, dude, great. You're a rock star. Absolutely. You're an absolute rock star. And the fact that you let Vince McMahon get over on you. I, I was shocked by that. I was, I mean, I granted is it is Vince. What are you going to do? But I, I, I was still in inter- again, whether you liked, I know there was a lot of people that were the wrestling of, match was phenomenal between him and theory. I don't yeah, care what I anybody says. I thought he was theory fantastic. Were good. And, but I heard a lot of people, obviously, the Vince McMahon thing. They were a little critical. Oh, this is just, but whatever it is, but it was a botch. There were, there right. were, there were botched moments. In Absolutely. There. Like them hitting theories, music and Vince reacting to it. <laughs> Vince was ready Somebody for this. Fired. Yeah. Vince was expecting the stone cold music right. and not theories music. Yeah. And then Vince botches the stunner. It's not the first time Vince has botched a stunner. Yeah. Vince is the worst person to get the stunner. <laughs> but I will, I will say this though. Even even though the stunner was botched, it was still very. I still give it a thumbs up because it's you're you're giving a throwback for some of the fans oh, that absolutely. remember that these two 
at one point that storyline between the two of them was just great. It's the great I, it was the greatest storyline in WWE at the time. Yeah. For those who don't remember, my favorite moment probably of all time, uh, Mr. Steve Austin coming in with a beer truck. The beer bath. The beer oh, bath. Oh, the beer bath's fantastic. Letting it loose all over Vince. And I forget who else was in there, but oh, just it was everybody. It was everybody. The whole arena. The, the whole ring was It was covered. the corporation. It was yes. The Rock. It, it Shane. Was, oh, it, it was everybody. Great. Triple H. So good. Yeah. So the, good. My, my favorite reaction to that one, though, is uh, the milk bath that Kurt Angle gave Stone Cold <laughs> when Stone Cold was a heel. Yeah, oh, God. That was great. But overall, I give it I give it a B minus. Yeah. B. B. Pretty, pretty good for the most part. You had your matches, but right. you it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. So I would, I would say a B. Overall, I will say this. This is one of those WrestleManias where I found, like, a lot of the women's matches, I kind of started, like, enjoying them a little bit more than some of the WWE's women's division is so like they're they're talented I (laughs) I could there's 10 women on that roster right now that could hold that title and be legitimate title holders absolutely Uh, I didn't necessarily agree with the the tag the women's tag team match Mm -hmm. it's Sasha it's yeah it's the glow right it's it's the big names you know what yeah I get it uh they better come up with a tag team name called Boss Glow or something. <laughs> but that being said, you know, overall, I'll give it, and I'm looking forward to, you know, being able to watch Raw, the WrestleMania, or Raw after WrestleMania. Because yep. supposedly they're going all out tonight. Yeah. They are going all out because they're going up against the national title game. So they have to go They got to put something big on. Yeah. They've got to go hard. So, so it'll be very interesting to see who shows up, who doesn't yeah. show up. I don't know if I'll be watching it because I've got this national title game to watch. I'll but be watching it on repeat tonight I, yeah, after I'm, I'm done with work. I'm going to have my... Which I got to stay an extra hour for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have at least my updates going, so I'm going to be on that. But folks, that's going to do it for us here at Blow the Whistle. Uh, I hope you... This was a fun one, folks. This was a lot of fun, a lot of entertainment. I hope you guys have really enjoyed this one. Um, guys, obviously... Thank you all to all the people at the Under the Hood podcast. Again, the new listeners, the current listeners, all that stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to catch any more of us, if you didn't find us here on the radio, make sure to catch us on all podcasting platforms, Google, Apple, wherever you can find us. Obviously, where can they find us as well, David? Uh, Quadpod, because Quadpod never forgets about us. Absolutely. I just want to make sure David is the one that throws that out, of course, because I'm the one that's all angry about absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but obviously, guys, too, follow us on our social media at BlowTWhistle1, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hit us up at BlowTWhistleRadio at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, things like that. Uh, also, too, make sure to check us out tomorrow, 2.30 to 3.30. We'll be doing the live show on X-Bomb Sports on YouTube, so make sure to hit us up there. Uh, find the link. We obviously always try and tag blow the whistle for that link so make sure to check it out as well folks where we'll be talking probably some of the more similar stuff we talked here maybe some different stuff probably reaction to the national title game we got to see if uh mr sickly is feeling a little bit better or not hope you are feeling better tyler if you're listening if you're not uh i don't know what to tell you i almost went somewhere i shouldn't have (laughs) go go Uh, well ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get out of here so as always i'm andrew valentin david dykstra and thank you all so much for listening to blow the whistle here on sportstownchicago.com this is your home for sports. This is the best.